0: time once again for everybody to listen to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. I'm the Big Ugly. And we are here live in the mansion once again and we have a special guest joining us from the jump, Big Ugly. From the jump? From the. Did you not expect me to say that? I did not. Was that I a was little? Still,
1: t- <laughs> my mind was still going because when you first opened up I thought you were going to say it was time for everybody to jump aboard the, you know, Yes, the the, the godfather Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly Well, see, I I went a different way there A a tangent, that's what we do here on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast Let's introduce our special guest He is not the godfather, but he could be He's the all-nighter party fighter from EWA Pro Wrestling. Please welcome to the mansion, Big Ugly. This is JT Moore. Thank you
2: for having me, guys. Just a little side note. I believe I did party with the Godfather at one point. You so.
0: partied with the Godfather? Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, at what point did you party with him? Did you party with him when he was uh, Kama Mustafa or when he was oh, the Godfather? Oh, no. He was the Godfather. Papa I, Shango? I was actually I was actually the conductor of the train. Of the, so.
1: He was the conductor was
0: the of the, the conductor. Whole train. <laughs> so, we have a... Uh, legend here in our own right. That's great. He's a conductor oh, of the hotel. I love it. That's fantastic. JT, how do you like the mansion? Now, now uh, you were caught a little off guard when you came into the mansion. I, Be- wa- I was. I wasn't expecting, you know, the, the three
2: stories, the, the Mercedes outside, the, the lovely <laughs> one the, greeting me in. Right, all the vehicles
0: yeah, that are out the, there. The elevator. The, the Chardonnay. elevator.
1: I don't even know about that one. Yeah, it's a secret elevator. It's a secret elevator. That's
0: like in high school when they tell you, we're going to go up to the fourth floor of the high school. We'll sell you an elevator. Like the freshman ticket. (laughs) Did you fall into that, JT? What's that? Did you get a ticket for the freshman elevator in high school? I I did not. No? We didn't have an elevator. Did you try to sell tickets even though there was one? (laughs) Not one? I mean, you seem like that type. (laughs) You Um, could have been doing that guy. You were the all-nighter party fighter. I I wasn't always the all-nighter party fighter, though.
2: Like, not always. Not always. We're going to get I, into that.
0: We will. We're um, going to talk about you. I want to talk about this. You're wearing a cap right now. It I is blue. Am. It is. And it's an Orioles cap. Tell me about that. I just saw it, liked it. Uh, blue is my color. If you, well, Blue? Uh, along
2: with every color. Blue, well, I know the blue. You got a lot
1: of blue for yeah, all-nighter party blue, blue
2: is my primary color, so, you know.
1: Oh, well, that's I cool. I just went with it's it. Big Ugly, what do you think of that Yeah, hat? I didn't know they made blue Orioles. Oh, they make every, every color. You okay.
2: One for every <laughs> color of the rainbow. All
1: right. You want
0: to put over where we, because we don't, we don't try to put over anybody else on this podcast if they don't pay us. You know, we put over iTunes, we yeah. put over SoundCloud, well, we technically pay them. But anyway, yeah. that's not that's not the point. But you know, we put over Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, the, the, the Austin podcast, which is fantastic. Yeah. Who sold you the head? Uh It was Liz actually. Liz. Lids. Lids. We'll put over Lids. You know, there's Lids and malls over it, and it is, it is holiday time. Good place, time. good service. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Lids. Did you go to White Marsh Mall? No, I didn't. Where'd you go? I went to uh, Marley Station Mall. Marley Station? Yeah. I haven't been there in years. I'll say, that's still around? Yeah. yeah
2: it's, it's uh... Going down. Going down, down Yeah. yeah. It's
0: become new Glen Burnie Mall. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Which Glen actually
2: Burnie. is closing at the beginning of this new year, so... You know,
1: malls aren't lasting. Uh, You know, I was reading an article about this. A lot of malls are closing down and having to turn them into, like, strip malls because the whole... Inside mall, it's kind of just going downhill, and it's right? Happening. It's happening across America, plus like, plus,
2: like, well, around my way, the juggernaut that is around the mills. Is oh, just well, yeah,
1: just that's swallowing up and everything I mean, right there. You got there. that casino out there, and they just built that area up. So, the other yeah. malls are the
0: territories, and around the mills is Vincent
2: McMahon, <laughs> and it just came in and <laughs> bought everything. Uh,
0: Vinnie Mac yeah. got the monopoly on the mall situation. I like that. Mm. Arundel Mills. What is that? That's a different uh, management company that runs that. I can't remember. I'm not sure, actually. It's like Arundel Mills, but it's like a management company. I can't remember. I got lost the last time I went in there. For
1: our (laughs) listeners outside of Maryland, Arundel Mills is like the mecca of malls Mm. for Maryland. And
0: we do have (laughs) listeners outside of Maryland because the Dirty Ugly Wrestling podcast is spreading. And that's a good thing. It doesn't sound like it's spreading like a disease or something like that. It's spreading. I I was about to say, like, you know, like herpes? or (laughs) What kind kind of spreading are we talking about? It is dirty and ugly. The last thing I spread was uh, cream cheese this morning, but that had nothing to do with herpes or anything that, i don't know that just sounded yeah, bad yeah <laughs> <That just sounded laughs> <bad. laughs> i spreaded my <laughs> cream cheese this is dirty and ugly i'm like you keep your cream cheese out of this <laughs> I, I will I, i'm gonna try to do that hey check it out so this is a tangent that we went off on this is what we always do we're gonna talk about ewa pro wrestling we're gonna talk about the all-nighter party fighter jt moore we're gonna talk about evolution world war z from ewa we're gonna talk about rage in the cage from ewa but Um, Later on, we're going to talk all things pro wrestling like we always do. WWE, uh, TNA, Lucha, NXT, all that. But first, first Big Ugly. Can I address the elephant
1: in the room? There's an elephant in here? There's an elephant in the room. There's an
0: elephant big enough to fit in the mansion. Yeah. Yeah. And that
1: is... Brock Lesnar and Goldberg. Oh, yeah. That
0: elephant wasn't here too long. (laughs) (laughs) That elephant was here for about a minute and 38 seconds. For for a hot cup of coffee. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, let's talk about it. Well, you know, we're going to jump right into this. From Survivor Series uh, 2016, Brock Lesnar facing Goldberg one-on-one. Goldberg's been out of the ring for 12 years. Huge hyped match. Big main event. Fantasy
1: warfare. Everything. Big, ugly. Just start talking. So, I I just want to know, for a minute and 38 seconds... Was it the right move? Go,
0: JT. Uh, JT, are you getting uh, text messages? You, you are so popular. The all nighter parties, all nighter right. right. This he man went, hasn't what? been to bed yet. Right. <laughs> no,
2: I've actually been up for forty two days straight. But uh, back <laughs> wow. to what, back to what you were saying. I, I I saw you post something about this, Mikey, about how they're creating. They want to create a moment, which I believe they did. They like because you are never going to see that again. No, nope. like that's that was like you know Andre slamming, Jesus, Hulk Hogan slamming Andre almost right. got mixed up over there. That's okay. You were so excited yeah. about it. Yeah, and we up for forty two days. Right? Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I felt it as exciting as a, I. I was in the building when this happened. When the Undertaker uh, lost to Brock Lesnar, nobody saw that coming. Yeah, exactly. No one saw this coming, but at the same time, though. I just feel like
2: they sacrificed, like, everything they've been building Brock Lesnar to do. Like, you know, destroying the streak. Like, destroying John Cena, becoming the champion. Like, just no one was toppling this guy at all. And then, you know, Goldberg, who hasn't had a match in, what, 12 12 years. years? Just comes in and, you know, annihilates him. And I just feel like everything they've been building Brock Lesnar to do,
0: just, you know, down the drain. I, I, see, I see your point, yeah. Big Ugly.
1: Yeah, I'm going to say I agree uh, with JT on this that, uh, you know, everything they built, They when they when they explained the reason that Brock Lesnar beat The Undertaker, it was to set him up for something. And that was to be this dominant force in WWE, and he has been for, what, the past two, two years or so? Almost longer right. than that, yeah. Just dominating everybody, from Dean Ambrose. I mean, nobody's getting in really much offense on him. And to have somebody just come back, like Goldberg, um, and do that, it, it just didn't make sense. Like, it, it, it didn't make sense, they felt like, for somebody as old as Undertaker to beat a Brock Lesnar. Right. I'm not saying how it makes sense for somebody like Goldberg with all of that ring rust to come in and beat Brock Lesnar. The shock value was there, right? Oh, it was yeah, unexpected. Yeah, absolutely. So if you were going for that, then yeah, you got it, man, because nobody saw that coming. But was it the right move? I personally don't think so. I didn't understand it.
0: Here's a here's a couple of thoughts, and this is pe- uh, pegging on the post that I put up uh, on Facebook. So, I agree with both of you. you. Both have very valid points. Here's what I saw in the first thirty seconds or whatever when uh, Goldberg was brought basically uh, pe- t- taken back to the corner by Brock, and Brock was sh- trying to show his dominance like he does at the beginning of every match. And Goldberg shoved him, and he shoved him legitimately, and he went down. Brock Lesnar went down. So what happened? After that, if, for those of you who did or did not see the match, Brock sort of smiled like, hey, all right, you know, this guy's bringing it or whatever. Then he turned around for a split second, and then Goldberg hit the spear, and that was not even caught completely on the first camera shot because it came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So, initially, right after that, Michael Cole starts selling it as Brock's hurt. Brock is hurt. And Brock was selling the, sh- you know, Oh, yeah, no, to his credit, he was yeah. selling that. Right, it's not like he was... You know, it's a spear, and then he got back up, and he started laughing at him like he's done before. He was selling the sh... out of it. So, it was... Like, legitimately, he caught Brock off guard, and he hurt Brock. So, he just stayed on top of him. He hit another spear. It's not like one spear, one jackhammer over. He hit another spear. So, that's two spears. The first spear did enough damage. The second spear... Did even more damage, and then he went in. He waited a little too long to hit the jackhammer, in my opinion, mm. but he did hit the jackhammer, and he pulled the Goldberg cover. So this is how everybody remembers Goldberg back in WCW, the squash king. This is what he did. Uh, very rarely did anybody get up on on Goldberg, but this is the, the right move because, number one, Goldberg is coming back, as we did find out. He's going to be in the Royal Rumble. Um, where he'll be in the Royal Rumble, I don't know, but if they pull a... With Goldberg winning and going for the title—that's going to make people angry. They're
1: saying he's number one because he's the first person to put out, you know, his uh, to put out that he's going to be in the Royal Rumble. He's going to be the first entrant, is what. Really? I believe I, they were saying on. I, well, I, right? I
2: thought they were just saying that he's like the like the first named entrant. Not okay. Exactly. Like right. I'm not sure. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I don't see him being number one. I don't see that either. Yeah. That's, you gotta have, like, a lot of stamina Yeah, you stand I, in I, there for, like, over an hour with 30 other men.
1: Right. That, that's what I was thinking, but I thought they were trying to say he was gonna be number one, so I, if he's not, then I, I think it's a good thing. That's but, okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they should put okay. him in number uh, one. Yeah.
0: They should leave him as one of the entrants that you know is coming, but it'll come maybe twenty, twenty-five down the road. And then I think, and this is just my opinion, Brock will basically screw Goldberg out of a chance to win the championship, and then it'll head towards WrestleMania where we'll see Brock Goldberg again for the third time, probably for the, hopefully the last time. Because, I don't know, they need more juice out of that because Brock's got to come back. He cannot be happy with that victory. Yeah, you can't just, you know, walk away from that. head. No way. So, I I see both your points, but I also see the value now in moving forward. If it was just a one-shot deal and Goldberg was coming in, going out, then I think... That Goldberg should have got his shine a little bit and then Brock would have been up on him and it would have been over. Game over. Brock should have won. But since they can get a little bit more fuel out of Goldberg, he's got a lot of followers. He's selling a lot of merchandise. He's making a lot of waves. He's actually doing good in the ring on the mic work. I didn't expect that either, because mm-hmm. he never talked. Yeah, he's no. been
1: practicing, man. I, I <laughs> know.
0: Well, he's been acting for a yeah. while. You know, he's been in a couple movies. We were talking about Now He's been ready to rumble, yeah. fantastic <laughs> classic WCW movie. And he does his own podcast, so I'm sure that that. That's right. To, oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, he's got he his does. It's Who's not next bad. podcast. Who's yeah. next? That's right. And he do, he talks about a lot of different things. Cars. Yeah. Um, he's, he's big in yeah. sports, so yeah. a lot of
1: sports guests and stuff. yeah. So I
0: think. <laughs> You know, just moving forward, it did its job. It got people talking. It got us talking. We're still talking about it, you know, time after that. Like I said, they definitely
2: created a moment in time that, like, no one's... Like, 20 years down the road, people are probably going to be like, hey, do you remember when Goldberg just came in
0: and annihilated Brock Lesnar? So... But to build up everything that you were... It was pretty awesome. Everything that you were talking about, though, JT, you know, all this legacy that he's building, I don't necessarily know if it hurts his legacy, but... Brock has to respond now. So he mm-hmm. has to come back and annihilate a couple of people. He has to come back and you know, squash a couple people on his own, and then they got to build back up to mm. where he gets his retribution on Goldberg. Right. So it actually fuels a little bit more of the fire. Um, does that destroy everything that he's done? It doesn't make him look like a jobber because he did sell the fact that he was hurt. You know what I mean? So if he just went in there and just took the J-O-B and just walked out, I don't think that would have been too, but it told a story, even though it's one minute 38 seconds long. Yeah. I mean, I popped. I yeah, got to tell you, I got I popped.
1: Yeah, the eight year old in me from watching Goldberg back in the 90s was super excited to see him just annihilate somebody again. But, you know, the other side was like, I didn't know it feels right for business. To break K Fabe a little bit, they did say that the reason they went this route was because Goldberg actually injured himself. I did hear that. During that problem. little scuffle with the security and stuff. Right. He like, Tweet the shoulder. Tweet the shoulder, right. So I think the match was supposed to go a little longer, but they had to adjust it. Also, they said that Goldberg didn't feel like he was in the best ring shape to do a full-length match. So I think they just changed the whole storyline, giving him more time to prep for, like, the Rumble, and hopefully going forward him and Brock could have Mm -hmm. a – I
2: mean, I don't think anyone was really expecting, like you know, a catches Ken
0: style like wrestling (laughs) match, like hold for hold. Uh uh I was expecting power move after power move after power move. Did you guys see the WrestleMania twenty match? I was just about to say. Now, what do you think was better, that or (laughs) oh, WrestleMania twenty was horrible. Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry, they had a collar and elbow tie. Yeah, it was a push match for like pushing match, two three minutes longer than this whole match was. And the crowd was so down on this. And the crowd also knew that both guys were leaving. Mm-hmm. Actually, Stone Cold was the referee. Stone Cold was leaving, too. Mm-hmm. So the, the crowd really had no anticipation in the match. No build-up, no desire. no. But, you know, building up to this match, all the promos that were done and the way it was done, the build for this match was fantastic. Now, let, let's relay this back to when Brock Lesnar fought John Cena at SummerSlam. Um, this match lasted, oh, I don't know, 10 minutes maybe. But Brock had the upper hand the entire time, pretty much. John Cena mm, what, got one or two 16 moves.
1: super plays. It was like 80-20 yeah.
0: offense in it, favor of Lesnar. Pretty much. And the crowd, you know, and Cena was the face technically at the time. So look at that. And, then, and everybody was confused about that, but also shocked. But it also led towards, it didn't destroy John Cena to oh, get no, squashed no, no, no. like that. You know what I mean? So the legacy that these guys build up on their own, I, I think it's just really interesting and it's got us all talking. And I'm, I'm excited to see what happens next. It's gonna be a good Royal Rumble, I tell you that. They're gonna fill 60,000 people in the Alamo Dome. Like and This is one going way to be do exciting, it. Yeah. Like you said, it, like you literally
2: just said, like it's got people wondering, like where, where are they going from here? What's next? And like that's just got them hooked. Like WWE has them hook line and sinker now. Absolutely, so, and that's what they got to do. And you're definitely
1: gonna get more buys having Goldberg come back again, oh, yeah, and possibly a third time. Yeah, because I mean he's a draw. Now, was this on pay-per-view? Because I know it was on the network.
0: I don't even know if Survivor Series was on pay-per-view. I'm not sure. How do they...
1: Do they still... They still do pay per view.
0: Well, yeah, they're still like on demand and 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 Directv and all this kind of stuff. I mean, they financially,
2: do it. it wouldn't make sense to buy it on pay per view when you can just you know get the network for ten dollars. I 99 Yeah, God, <laughs> we, that's all right. nine, We all know that it. the network's yeah. <laughs> nine ninety nine.
0: But uh, no, I tell you what, you're right. It doesn't make sense because you can get all those pay per views and all the twenty four seven content. So why would you even? Bother not having the network and then buying that, and then people on the, and the net basically blew up after that happened, it broke. Oh, yeah. So, people are like, Oh, shouldn't have paid your money, and all that. I was like, Dude, for real? You first of all, yeah, you got one, one match, you one did. match, two minutes, you got five hours of action, which we're going to get into a little bit later. It was a decent Survivor Series, oh, yeah. absolutely, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, uh, the main event, it, there was a reason why it was a main event. Two big-name guys, you know, you can't really have that in the middle of the show. If you have that in the middle of the show and book it exactly like that, the show's going to go downhill from there. Mm-hmm. you got the shock value, and you're going to kill the crowd. But the crowd was still up at that point in time. Mm-hmm. They were still up, and they just watched an hour match with Raw versus SmackDown, which was pretty good, but we'll get into that later. But uh, anything more about Brock and Goldberg now or moving forward before we hit this next part of this podcast?
2: Yeah, I think this segment lasted longer than the match. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, again, mission accomplished, it, WWE. Mission
0: accomplished. But we do want to see where this goes next, Goldberg and Brock. We Absolutely. want to see when Brock comes back on TV. I've got to see when Heyman comes back on TV and what he's going to say. So it's going to be pretty interesting. So uh, the rest of this podcast. We're gonna get in depth here with the all nighter party fighter up for 42 days straight, mm-hmm. uh, JT. More so, uh, we're gonna. Get, <laughs> did you just? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was pretty interesting. Um, and then we're gonna talk more WWE, NXT, Lucha, TNA, Ring of Honor, UFC. We're gonna talk about uh, later on as well, and anything else that comes up. So we're gonna take a break. Uh, take us into break, JT. Tell, say something to take us into break. I got nothing. This is Dirty Mike, a.k.a. Mikey D, the voice of Maryland, and I'd like to invite you to the Pain Factory EWA Pro Wrestling Training Facility, 1113 North Point Road in Dundalk, Maryland, for free tryouts to be in the pro wrestling business. We also have pro wrestling birthday parties for all ages. For all that and more EWA pro wrestling info, contact us at 443-858-2755. Find us, like us, follow us, and join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and EWAMaryland.com. We are back on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast once again. My name is Dirty Mike. I'm the Big Ugly, and we are here with the All Nighter Party Fighter from EWA Pro Wrestling, Jay. <laughs> That's pretty good, man. He's sitting over here beatboxing, <laughs> yeah. man. That's pretty good. That's JT, first time ever tried it for
1: 42 <laughs> nights. First, yep. Right,
0: first time you ever tried that. that was pretty good. Caffeine's a heck of a drug. <laughs> 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 oh, I just relived my yeah, Dave Chappelle video yeah, on uh, that one. That was good. Did you guys did see you him see by the way? Night Live? Oh my god. Dude, Cla- first Classic of all. Dave.
1: And he did the walking dead parody yeah, that, with his that, uh, that, that was the highlight yes, of, of it, obviously. Oh my.
0: And he had all the other uh, Dave Chappelle characters that yeah. he lined him up, and mm-hmm. he, that was fantastic. But the, the monologue was good too, where he oh, talked yeah. about Trump and just talked about the presidency and everything else. So he did a great job. Great job, man. I missed Dave. Good Chappelle. comeback. I yeah. think everyone does. Is he gonna come back? Like I
2: heard, I heard that he is scheduled to do three Netflix, uh, whatever's. I don't Stand know whether it's show. gonna be like okay. ups or like you know sketch comedy. That'd
1: be awesome, man. Yeah, but man. That,
0: that's what I hear. So. I'm excited about that. You know, Fuller House two is coming on uh, Netflix. Uh, the second season. I have not season. seen. I'm sorry, I'm a Full Fuller House ha- uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I love. I Fuller, watched the I first episode. A Full Fuller and, House? I
1: mean, uh, yeah, Fuller House. Yeah. There's there's like ten of them. I you know. Got a I just man. wanted to see when everybody came back because the rest of the show is not everybody, right? It's mostly no. about. But just it was the like some the of them came in yeah. from and bits
0: it. and pieces. There was a show about pro wrestling on that season. There was a show where Candice Cameron Bure actually got in and did some pro wrestling. Nice. <laughs> yeah, how about that? And her and her little uh, daughter or maybe, whatever. Maybe we could get her for a
2: EWA appearance.
0: Hey, sure. we should, man. She's a wrestling fan. Let's see if she could take on Violet or something. Oh, you, you're just kidding, the girl on girl kind of thing. Oh, you. Know, mm. So, how, yeah. What, what did you think about uh, Miss Rizzo taking on Violet in that mixed tag team match that we had not too long ago? I
2: thought it was great. You know, it was great to see. You know, her finally get her hands on Violet after uh, her and Supremacy have done. Rizzo and Jason Drake so much wrong over there. Done them dirty. Oh, dirty. dirty, dirty like dirty Mike, <laughs> <laughs> dirty ugly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah no. it, it was. It was finally nice to see Jason Drake and Rizzo get their comeuppance. Comeuppance. Against, yeah, I love that word. It's a great <laughs> word. Isn't
0: it? Yeah. Well, Is it in the dictionary? Uh, it's if it's not. It should be. It's in Webster's the Webster's. It's in fiction- the wrestling dictionary. Yeah. I'm sure. It's in our dictionary. So uh, let's let's talk about this. We got we got this guest right here, JT Moore, That'd and be uh, me. That, that would be you, right. And EWA Pro Wrestling, I know you're a big fan, Big Ugly. Absolutely. And uh, you you keep coming back, and other people keep coming back, and that's great. So I want to get into the comeuppance, if you will, uh, of J.T. Or Tell us how you got into the business of pro wrestling, and tell us about your well, comeuppance. <laughs> just, I'm just going to say that word now.
2: Go ahead. Well, obviously I've been a fan my whole life. So like from age, I'm going to say four, I was just like, I'm going to do this. Like, there's... That's it. And you're at least 21 now. Yep. No, <laughs> you not or, change. You're, <laughs> you're the tunnel, all night Tunnel vision the whole way through. Okay. So, um, I'd say, when was this? When I was 22, 23, my buddy Mark, who was also very passionate about wrestling, we started looking for wrestling schools where we're like, we're going to do this. So, we eventually found Gilbert School, uh, which was conveniently right down the road from our house. Right. Well, the next day, it uh, went under. <laughs> <laughs> well, So, we were just like, well, oh, guess we gotta keep searching. So, then we found EWA, the, the pain, pain factory. factory. Got a hold of Jim Christian and went down and, you know, it's been smooth
0: sailing ever since. And you've been there about four Th- years now? Three years. Three years, three years. four years? And so, you've gone through the entire training process, you know, you went through, let's talk about that training process, because we talked about that with a lot of other guys. Big Ugly, I know this is your favorite topic.
1: Yeah, man. So, getting in there, how was it when you took your first bump? You know, I hear everyone say,
2: like, you know, oh, that first, like, that first bump was the worst, or whatever. I actually, not endorsing this at all, I used to backyard wrestle. Not, back in my early days. Don't try this at home, but we've all been there, you know. We've all suplexed a sibling before. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so I used to actually bump on the ground, which not a fan of. Don't recommend it. Right. So when I actually started getting to the ring and bumping, I was just like, huh, this is a lot better than bumping on the ground. It still, had, it still hurt and still wore you down over time, but it was just, you know, a lot better than that. And you get used to it after yeah. a while, you yeah. know, your body becomes callous to, you know, the yeah. bumping, especially if you're doing it right. But, so. you know, training was still, like rigorous like you still have to work out you still have to keep your cardio up you definitely get, i i i learned quickly that there was a difference between in shape and ring shape mm-hmm. which that that blew me up so fast <laughs> running those ropes and i didn't think two minutes was a
0: long time until i had to do that for two minutes yeah, and some of the drills that we got in yeah, there the drills the ropes are, and no joke yeah and uh you got to do that because if you cannot do that in a training facility you certainly (laughs) can't do it in the ring in front of a performing crowd you know what i mean absolutely so and and you've seen him out there big ugly you've seen we got all different shapes and sizes of guys and gals and you know a lot of them you know we work in you know six to eight minutes sometimes 10 to 12 minutes sometimes even more which we're going to get into the match that uh, happened at evolution world war z that jt moore was in um but you see that cardio is conditioning is very important
1: right i mean i would i would imagine so so the So to get to in-ring shape, you can't just do the regular cardio, I'm guessing, that you would do uh, if I just want to be an, uh, a runner.
2: No, exa- exactly. We have, we've had guys come in that were just, like, beyond fit, and just they, they get blown up within the first minute or so. Just, like I said, there's a difference between in-shape and ring-shape. And if you're not in ring-shape, then
0: you, you m- might as well forget about it. Right. Because you'll lose yourself, you'll lose your opponent, you'll lose the crowd, and it's not safe, you know, because you can't hold on to anybody. You can't really uh, – it's not safe for anybody involved. Exactly. So yeah, it is a big deal. An EWA pain factor, that is one thing I can tell you that they do down there is they definitely want to get you into ring shape. Yes, they want you to you – because know, we got all different shapes and sizes of people and all different walks of life. We understand that. But to be in the ring and to be able to run those ropes, to be able to do those drills, take those bumps, uh, it's, it's, it's tough you know i went through a lot a long time ago and and i think if i the couple of uh bumps that i've gotten to take because of your buddy tj sykes i got to get knocked on my don't even you know what i'm saying Uh, i got kicked and then you know i was like well i got knocked out on top and then i not got knocked out on the bottom so i mean you know that's uh that's legit you know and he kicked me in the face we'll get it we'll get into that later (laughs) That's gonna get me hot. Yeah, but anyway. yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to be in a good mood. I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm
2: on this 42 day streak. I, I want to keep it going. He's all on the caffeine. Streak. Mm-hmm. That's right. All
1: caffeine. All day. Mm-hmm. All night. That's now, what I like. to see. you're a. Now you wrestle as a cruiserweight. Exactly. Um. So coming in, like, was that something that you knew you wanted to do? Like, you wanted that cruiserweight style? like, who had an influence on you?
2: Um. Well. Coming in, obviously, I knew being a smaller guy, I was gonna have to be a cruiserweight. So I was gonna have to adapt to that style. Um I obviously a lot of my influences uh like you said in the previous podcast come from like the WCW Cruiserweight division, your Hoovent Two your Chris Jericho's Ray Mysterio, Ultimo Dragon. All I've religiously watched those guys when I was younger. Yeah. And you know, I thought I was going to be able to do a lot of that, but then when I got in the ring and got on that turnbuckle, I was like, that's a lot higher than <laughs> than it looks. So, I uh occasionally I'll I'll take it to the to the top, but I I like to keep it like technical,
0: striking, you yeah. Know. Yeah, I mean you there is a lot of things in your game. You know, you've got a couple of different ways that you, you you have the entertaining part of you, you got the physical side of you, you know, the brawling side of you. You can definitely get on the mat and work the wrestling as well. Um but uh right now you JT Moore, the all-nighter party fighter, there's a evolution that's come up into that. When you first came in, what was the uh, the idea? What was the gimmick? What was uh, the story? Well, when I first came in,
2: obviously you know I I was asked to be a referee, which absolutely. you know you gotta you gotta make your way in somehow. Hey, we and, we and we, nothing we all, wrong with referees? No, okay. not at all. Much respect to all refs in the business, but you know you can't just start out like the top guy. You yeah, you got to work your way up. So obviously I started as a referee, and then as you know I. Did some dubious deeds uh, for Desert Storm and <laughs> aligned myself with the DOD just because, you know, I the really... The Department of Defense,
1: The right. Department
0: of Defense, Pledge Allegiance.
1: Now, how was that working in the DOD?
0: It was, uh... I didn't really see you as that kind of uh, negative backstabbing kind of guy, but you... you I was just trying ahead. to, you know, work my way up to the card by any means
2: possible, taking any shortcut I could... You know, obviously, you know, you were on the, the end of a lot I of was. Verbal assaults from the D.O.D. Absolutely. Sorry about that. You, you got, well, you you got know,
0: beat up by the D.O.D.? I, I've been, I was assaulted by the Har- D.O.D. a, harassed. a couple of, harassed. Assaulted, <laughs> harassed, harassed. by the government. yeah. Huh? Now, see, JG Moore was never one of the guys that really assaulted or harassed me. It was more Desert Storm than anybody else. Um, but because Desert Storm is a, a leader, a motivator, and we're going to get into that, too, because we need him to uh, motivate and lead the E.W.A. country against the supremacy BS mm-hmm. that's going on right now. But, yeah, that that was where J.T. Moore was. So, you were working hard, but you were trying to find a way up the cart as right. well. Exactly. So, the DOD wasn't for you, ultimately. No. Eventually, it, eventually all, you it all, all just came to a, a head.
2: Out of you. Yeah, eventually it all <laughs> just came to a head, and I was just like, you know what, I can't do this anymore. This isn't me. This isn't what I signed up for. You know, I, I, I was tired of all the negativity, tired of, you know, just constantly harassing and, you know, finding any shortcut to the top. And, you know, I want to be positive. When I'm out in that crowd, it's just, like, a feeling like no other. It's it's a party to me out there. It's a party. Yeah. And I like to keep the party going. (laughs) The party never dies when JT comes in. I like that. So, you know, I use that to, like, motivate me. And I want to keep this party going when I'm out there. And, you know.
0: So you went out on your own. You you got a got a little bit more uh, color, color, <laughs> so true. The color, vibrant ring gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, got the shades going. Got the little gimmicks that you can hand out to the kids when you come out to the ring. Very
2: like, very influenced by Macho Man, by the way, because you I know, see that. Yeah, you you see that stuff as a kid, and you're just like, wow, this guy is like effing amazing. Like he comes out like he's the king, like looking like a flamingo almost. That's right. But That's right. Did you feel that Adam Rose, you know, had a little gimmick I, infringement know, on you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I sent an application in to be a Rosebud, but yeah. I think it got lost somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, you got to make your way through any way you can. Uh, but, uh, no, I, I I did, I guess you could say, try to take some of that without, like, absolutely infringing on his gimmick. Because I, I think he actually did that around the same time that, uh... I was planning to do my gimmick. It was. I close. thought you
1: did yours before. Is okay. I
2: don't, I, don't, I don't know. I think it was like around the same. time. It, it was, was a, close. Uh, it was
0: around the same time. But I gotta say, like the people that have the best gimmicks are are you know amped up versions of themselves. First of all, but they also take little bits and pieces. How can you not from pro wrestling before you? Absolutely. You know what I mean? There's little bits and pieces of you know Adam Rose in you Macho Man Randy Savage. Little bits and pieces of the rockers I've seen, like the '80s old school rockers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. And I like that. People get behind that. Now, sometimes it takes a while. But, oh, yeah. It's, you know, it's not an overnight process. It's not. And it's over 42 nights is what it is. You know? <laughs> but, yeah, but, and counting. But you do, you know, if you commit to it and that's who you are and that's who, you know, when you come out on social media, when you come out of the curtain, when you get into the ring, if you commit to it, that's that's who we're going to see and that's what people enjoy seeing. The all nighter, party fighter. Mm-hmm. It's something really cool that I get to announce, you know, and then you get to roll out there and just, you know slide up on your knees and then run mm-hmm. out and just it's you it's know, really cool. Just keep the crowd going, man. That's that's my motivation when I'm out there. Keep the crowd going. Mm-hmm. Now, big ugly, you sure. saw this uh, evolution, World War Z, double ring. This was one of my favorite matches. We're going we're going to talk yeah, about this. Go yeah. for Let's it. Let's just
1: get right into it, Jump man. In. So you were, you were in the, uh, this is a long name, so it <laughs> it's really a Magnificent is. Seven Cruiserweight Ladder Match. Slap that on a yeah. t-shirt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and put the word championship right. in there, because it was for
0: the Cruiserweight yeah. Championship
1: of EWA. That was... Uh, so how was that, being in that match? Just tell us about that experience.
2: That match was such a rush. First of all, getting to work with CZW, such stars as Alexander James and Maxwell Jacob Feinstein you know guys who like accomplished so much in this business absolutely and you know just to be included like with them in something like this and to for the cruiserweight title like the stakes don't get any higher than that so you know obviously we came out guns blazing like as soon as the bell rang like like i said i've never been an aerial guy but i was just feeling it that night and (laughs) took out most of them with a flip along with uh Sean Wayman as well. That's right. Shout out to the to the Gun Show.
0: Shout out to the Gun Show. We've Former done I've, before. I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've actually
2: I've actually also sent an application to be the uh, third member to them. They're they're still reviewing it. Have you really? I
0: have. See, you're you're still working I, your way in there. But there I, are I, are I've, I've been like doing that. bum busters. so. <laughs> You know, they said they had a well, good workout for you, drop sets, if you have a cheesesteak in each hand, and you just keep, you know, eating, eating, eating each hand, and then you Eventually, lose it ways, works itself sets. off. It works itself off. But hey, you know, we've had the Gun Show and Dirty Ugly Wrestling before. They, they're great guys. Yeah, oh, yeah. Are. Enjoy so work. We've got some good stuff. But yeah, so you, you were feeling it in that match. You were, of course, there's a lot of stuff going on. One of the biggest crowds of EWA Pro Wrestling mm-hmm. here. Um, you, you tried a couple times to get up there and get that Cruiserweight Championship. I did. It were, was literally in my grasp. It was and in your grasp. It
2: seems close. like that's when, you know, when you think you got it, that's when just, I believe that's when the ladders broke on me.
0: The la- Well, we broke a lot of ladders. <laughs> we night. did.
2: And a lot of people, but... Were
0: you feeling overconfident at that point? Like, you had it, it was in your grasp, maybe you lost focus, and you didn't keep the uh, pressure on? Maybe that's why you weren't able to come out of that match with the title?
2: I think it was, just, you know, that emotion just overcame me, and I was just like, it's it, it's right here, it's in my hands. And then the latter said, nope, <laughs> and just broke on me. And then the second time I was up there with uh, Mr. Jones, That's right. it was me and him duking it out the top, and, you know... I could have grabbed the title or, you know, taken out a member of Supremacy, and I chose the low road and took him out with a sunset flip power bomb, which that was pretty cool. Yeah. That was awesome.
0: So uh, now at that point, right now, you could have had the title, but you were still thinking in, in the midst of a company. You were thinking as far as terms of the I, company. Yeah, I was just
2: like, he can't have, if anyone, it's got to be someone from EWA to have this.
0: Or can't possibly CZW, not, su- not Supremacy. Yeah, yeah, just So you're willing to thing. take one for the team, be sure that. Yeah. See EWA Pro Wrestling. Listen to that. That is a company man right there. Mm-hmm. He could have had the title possibly, but he took one for the team, and he was uh, part of taking out Mister Jones in that match to make sure that he didn't win the Cruiserweight Championship. And uh, right now, still, the EWA Cruiserweight Champion is the legendary Super Cruiserweight, Wes Mercer. What do you think of him? Oh, God, he the only four-time Cruiserweight. The champion. only four-time Cruiserweight. You know, how many times I've heard that. Uh, Probably as many times as I've said it,
2: because <laughs> I mean he's got no. me say it all the time. In, in all in all, realness though, he is one hell of a competitor. He will, he will do whatever it takes, whether it be underhanded or just you know, him being him, he'll do whatever it takes to secure that title and keep that with him. And I don't like him because of it, because I've been on the unfortunate end of uh, one of his screw jobs at you know. What was it? Summer Sizzler? Summer Sizzler. Yeah, he, he used the ropes in the championship match, which, yet again, I was this close to having. But unfortunate ring placement put him by the ropes. and. But that's in the past. But, oh. yes, like I was saying, hell of a competitor. Utmost respect for him. I may not like everything he's doing, but he's still... In, Ew, he's still on the side of EWA.
0: He well, when we interviewed Wes, and when I, I had the opportunity to talk to him after we had our free show at McAvoy's, uh, which was not too, and um, we're going to talk about that too. Um, he, West Mercer is West Mercer. I mean, again, that's another when he's in the ring, it's amplified up to ten or one hundred, and that he is who he is. Is he on the side of EWA country? You know, maybe he, maybe not, but he's I, on his I, own. Side. I look at it like this: he's not West
2: Supremacy, right? So that's. You know, he could be him all he wants, but as long as he's not with them, which he's proven time and time again that he's not with them. That's a good point. That's a
0: start. Yeah. yeah. A good start. He's not with it's, it's, it's something to build off of. Supremacy only has six people, and they're, they're a little shaky right now, and we're going to get into that because... They're imploding. Uh, they are imploding, and I'm kind of happy about this. Hey, Will. It's it's bound to happen. Now, we did talk about the free show at McAvoy's, and we were talking about this uh, out there in the uh, open air and all that kind of stuff, McAvoy's Bar and Grill. Uh, so, you actually ended up uh, having a match with the EWA, at the time, the EWA heavyweight champion, the Prince of Pop style, our good buddy, TJ Sykes. you y'all's good buddy. Uh, y'all's good no, buddy. No, I'm um,
2: not affiliated with him. It was a
0: non-title me. match at the time, but, you know, depending on what you did in that match, it got, could have gotten you some notoriety, could have gotten you a future title match. Tell us about that experience, wrestling the champ. Uh, you
2: know, it... It was another humbling experience. It was a learning experience, but it was a humbling experience going toe-to-toe with the guy who, at the time, was the number one guy in EWA. Mm -hmm. And I should have known something was not right before I walked out of that curtain, but obviously you saw, like, me get jumped by Hammis before the bell even rang and assaulted by by, uh, supremacy. By supremacy. The dark horses, to be specific. But... You know, I, I gave it, I can't, I can't complain. I gave it everything I had in that match. You had everything I was this, against you was, in that yeah. match, but you still, I, I, I It's not going to make me, you know, give up or anything, but I was this close to securing the victory and who else but our now uh, champion, Pat Anthony, hashtag, hashtag Pat, pound sign, Pat Anthony. <laughs> pound sign. <laughs> <laughs> who else but him comes out to make the distraction
0: and, you know, I just lost my focus and it cost me the match show. You've always had the deck stacked against you in EWA Pro Wrestling since you got into this business. You were a fan all your life. You got in. You did the work. You came in. You've been trying to get up by the card by any means necessary. You've been in high profile matches. You've been in seven way cruiserweight ladder matches for the title. You've been in other cruiserweight championship matches. I think you've had chances at the Maryland championship in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, You've had chances against the heavyweight champion at the time. You have not grabbed the brass ring yet. What is your plan to grab that brass ring? What is what can you do to make that happen? Just keep the party going, keep the JT train rolling. The JT you know, train,
2: you can't, you can't, you can The beginning, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You forgot, I was the conductor. Remember, you were the really? conductor. But you know, you can't get complacent ever in this business. You know, I, I, you're right. I miss the brass ring by that much so many times. But I can't look at it like, oh, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Like, no, I just got to keep moving forward, keep my head down, keep on partying, keep this J-Train rolling. The J-Train, I
0: like J-Train. <laughs> now, Big Ugly, I want to ask you this. Now, yep. this, this man, we've seen pro wrestling a lot of years, a lot of different ways. This man is, keeps taking a beating. I, I mean, literally taking a beating all the time, whether he's getting jumped by Supremacy, whether he's getting jumped by Six Guys in the Cruiserweight Ladder Match, whatever the case may be, but he's still here. He's still coming forward. He wanted to be on the podcast. He wants to be on the EWA Pro Wrestling Show. He wants to be at the training center. So, tell me about that dedication, Big Ugly. Do you see that coming out of this man?
1: Um, I definitely see it. I mean, if I get jumped by Supremacy, I'm done. I'm, I'm out, <laughs> all right? But this guy just keeps going, and, uh, you know, I, I got to give it to him. I mean, it's inspiring. If he had, keeps the party going.
2: If I had a dollar for every time I got jumped by Supremacy, I'd probably
0: have enough to hire the APA to come. help
1: <laughs> <laughs> You well, would. Uh, Man,
0: t- tell us about that. You, you seem to be on the end of a lot of beatings. Just whether it be the DOD or the supremacy or whatever. I mean, it's just you always seem to come out and have a good head on your shoulders. You seem to come out and want to help the cause. But you end up getting beat down. Tell me about that. You're, you're. The, I don't know if I want to say you're that guy because I don't want to put that statement <laughs> no, no, on no, no. But, I mean, you just keep coming back. That's you know, the you know, when
2: I was with DOD, we... Like supremacy, we tried to take over EWA. You
0: you know this. I do, yeah. Um, you did it in a different way, though. Everybody, Every group tries to establish their dominance. You did it in a different way. Yeah, exactly. But, you know,
2: once I started to see the light, more or less, I just I just realized, like, this is my home. EWA is where JT Moore is at and will always be at. I like so that. I have to defend my home at all costs. You know, whether that be... Coming out, and making the save for someone, and yes, you're right. I do end up taking more beatings than I can count. But you know, as long as my heart's still beating, as long as I got two fists. Wow! <laughs> uh, oh, no. Hold but up, gimmick yeah.
0: Hold up.
2: Any uh, man with two hands. Any um, man with two. <laughs> we're not getting into that right um, now. But yeah, we're not gonna get into that. You know. As as long as I'm still here, I'm always gonna fight for EWA because EWA gave me a home when no one else gave me a chance. EWA so, country all the way. Supremacy, they're gonna have to give me a lot more beatings. You know. Don't that, invite
0: that. I don't ask for it. But I mean they I'm like... not
2: asking for it, but you know, it's it's almost inevitable inevitable at this point. Like See, they they that... just can't they just don't travel or they travel in packs they so do. you know they're going to use their numbers to advantage, and you know storm's been trying storm and Apollo have been trying to you know rally the ewa locker room you know get us
0: together that 's right against them and I'm, well you're a part of that those yeah. numbers are much bigger than the supremacy could ever have the, the ewa locker room the ewa country that 's out the fans. Um, us here on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. I mean, it's, it's a world against six, basically, is what it is. So, might take a beating here or there, but we're going to come back. Yeah. And you're going to come back. And eventually, you are going to get what's coming to you. You're a company man. You, you, you know, you've you done well for the business. We appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, we appreciate but yeah, you, you, man. You know I have no problem taking one
2: for the team. Take him Because I, or I two love my or... team and I love where I'm at.
0: You do. See, this guy. I like this yeah. guy. Company guy. Company what, what's guy. Best that, um, Morris, what's best for business? <laughs> JT Moore is what's best for business. The
2: J train. <laughs> the J train. I like that. you got to keep that. The yeah. J train.
0: We started off with the JT Moore, the JT train. Now it's the J train. I like the J train. You need to get like that Metro t shirt, like the, the <laughs> Washington Metro or like the New York Metro that has that circle with the J on it. And it's like J train. That's a gimmick right there. I've actually. Uh, had a couple of nicknames. One
2: that has uh, recently came to me by an unnamed source: Party McFly. Party,
0: Party McFly. McFly. I can dig that. I can't. I can't cute. take credit for it, but
2: you know. <laughs> That's awesome. I'll sell it for a. T- I'll sell that for. <laughs> a, I'd buy that for a dollar. Ah, yeah.
0: I just watched RoboCop not too long ago. God. Man, such I a great that. movie. The original RoboCop yeah, was really good. Yeah. yeah. You seen RoboCop? Yeah. Of course. I don't yeah, think.
2: I don't think human bodies have that much blood. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of blood and gore yeah. and a lot of killing in RoboCop. A lot more than you might think. And then I didn't realize this until I was like watching something on YouTube, but they marketed like all the toys in that movie to kids. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like this R-rated a movie where toy. people's limbs are literally getting yeah. blown off left and right in a drug ridden like
0: whatever the city was called Detroit, Detroit. It, was it Detroit <laughs> uh, old Detroit yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. it was what it is
1: OCP Detroit hasn't changed so. oh, No, no. Well, I've never <laughs> been there so <laughs>
0: but let me tell you about this Robocop yeah you remember back in uh, WCW in the early 90's when Robocop came out to help Sting oh my god you remember that I, I, I don't remember that I do. Robocop yep. you're gonna have to YouTube Robocop it's on the network <laughs> oh it is yeah. on the WWE network that's right YouTube Sting Robocop WCW you'll see exactly what oh, I'm talking man. about Jim Ross puts him over in commentary like There's Robocop, Robocop coming down in the rain. Oh my God! You know, it, it's fantastic. But yeah, we're going off on a tangent again. But this is what we do. This is what we do. How are we doing on time, Big Ugly? Um, People still listening we, to us? Yeah, we don't actually <laughs> adhere to time. It's, it's like a
1: formality that we put this time on. It's a formality. <laughs> yeah. I just,
0: just kind of know, you know. But um, let's get let's just jump back into EWA Pro Wrestling. JT uh, mm-hmm. Moore, that yes, is sir. And more is less, and less is more. No, I but uh, I, I always give the crowd more. You do, and I see. There's so many taglines here that we can use. We're gonna have to yeah. get that in there. Um, Rage in the Cage coming up Saturday, January twenty first, Tall Cedars Hall in Parkville, Maryland, two thousand seventeen. Tickets are on sale right now at EWAMaryland.com. dot com. I'm sure I've said that somewhere before. I think I've heard you once or <laughs> um, But we've got every match in a steel cage coming up. Now uh, we did not see you at Last raids because of the beating that you took and the uh seven-way cruiserweight ladder match at uh, EWA Evolution World War Z. We didn't see it last race in October. Are we going to see you in the steel cage? You will see JT Moore at Rage in the
2: cage. I promise you that. Whether it be in the cage, outside the cage, in the crowd partying, you know, outside the arena partying. That's what I want to see. Yeah. You
1: know. So either way, the party is what you Yeah, the party is what
0: And yeah, I want to see that too. So, and we've got every match in a steel cage. So far, we've had one match announced. That's the Hamden Hammer, Bill Ward. Taking on Simon Rhyme, It's going to be the end-all, be-all of their feud that they've had. Hamden Hammer's been an EWA country guy. He came back just recently. It's great to have the hammer on this. Uh, Simon Rhyme, I think you've uh, met him in the ring once or twice before. Yeah, we have, he is, he is a, he's a hell of a competitor. I'll, I'll give it to him. He, uh, and he's got uh, what I like to call bulldog's disease because uh, he's got those little tassels on his boots, and it's like <laughs> the British Bulldog used to have them, and they used to get larger every time he came out. But and those tassels went all the way up his legs, up to his knees. That's called bulldog's disease. I love the British bulldog. But anyway, that's a different story altogether. So Rage in the Cage, it's going to be fantastic. Always um, is. One of you, our highlight shows every it, year. It really is. And you want to get in and get your tickets now because uh, that building is going to be packed to the gills, as it were. Um, Saturday, January 21st, 2017. It's going to be great. You know, $15 ringside, $12 general admission. Can't beat that. Can't beat that at all. You're gonna mm-hmm. be there, big ugly. Oh, you know I'm gonna be there, man. That's first time I, like I see, see a
1: cage match, so. I'm you, there.
0: you're gonna see every match in the cage. Yeah. So it's pretty I, interesting. I'll give you a shout out when I see you there. All right, thanks, man. <laughs> Tell me about your experiences in the cage in the past. I know you've been in the cage before, JT. I
2: have. Um, my first match in the cage uh, was against Super Phoenix and. Will William Jackson, Willpower. Right. Remember, Will Power. Right, Will Power. Shout out to Will Power. <laughs> Gotta shout out to Will Power, I love that guy. Will, uh, when there's
0: will, there's, there's a way.
2: <laughs> I love it. I miss but that guy. I was fortunate enough to come out victorious in the match. That's right. And the implications of the match was for the number one contendership for the Cruiserweight title, which at the time was held by our now champion, Pat Anthony. Hashtag Pat, had, hashtag. Uh, Pat Anthony. Right. Pat. Pound St- Pound sign Pound sign. <laughs> uh, but the second time I was in the cage was the... Fate, this was a weird match when I first heard it. Like for, I, I was just messed up for a week when I heard it. It was <laughs> a fatal four-way cage ladder match.
0: Right. First time ever. First
2: time ever, I, I hope. You wouldn't you think of putting a ladder time. in a cage. Maybe it no. might
0: happen again, but you never think of putting a ladder in a cage. But it was myself...
2: Uh, J- the show, Mr. Jones, That's right, Chris show. Burns, mm-hmm. and Davey Havoc. And, you know, that that too was, you know, like I said, going in, I didn't know what to expect because no one's ever seen that kind of a match before.
0: That was a crazy match.
2: Yeah, we we really gave it our all in that match, and the crowd really sunk their teeth into it. Mm-hmm. And, unfortunately, you know, we kind of got screwed over by one Wes Mercer, mm-hmm. the legendary Super Cruiserweight four-time EWA, only four-time, only, only. Got to gotta include. In got include that only four time
0: EWA cruiserweight champion. Well, you see what he did was because he had won one of the Evolution contracts earlier on in 2015, I believe it was. He cashed it in. He cashed it in and did it, mm-hmm. and he won. So and that started his fourth title reign, and it hasn't ended yet. Nope, he's going to get to a year about on this one. But is uh, he the longest reign? Uh, I don't know
2: about that. that. Yeah, that, you probably have to ask him. I'm okay. sure. I'm, I'm, sure, sure he'd be <laughs> happy. I'm sure he'd be happy. I'm sure he'd be happy. <laughs> Well, you know, We hof- have
0: EWA historians. Apollo Cruz is one of them. He could probably tell you who the longest reigning EWA cruiserweight champion is of all time.
2: But hopefully uh, JT
0: Moore will have a little something to say about that cruiserweight ring the next time me and him get in the ring together. So you, you've gone for all the titles. You haven't reached a brass ring. But uh, are are you a, are you going for the cruiserweight? Are you going for the Maryland? Going for the tag? Going for the heavyweight? Or just going wherever the party takes you? More or less wherever the party takes me. You know,
2: sometimes it, like you said, happens. More often than not, it's in the cruiserweight division. That's where most of the partying happens. That's right. But, I've been, like you said, I've been known to branch out into other divisions. I've had my shot at the Maryland title and the tag belts.
0: And against the world champion, and even against non title. Yeah. yeah. The so. heavyweight champion, I should say. But, yeah, just wherever the party takes me, that's where JT Moore is going to be at. I like that big ugly. He is, you know, a utility guy. You know, he doesn't just fit one film. He goes into the entire show. Right. And so, I mean, that's, that's the guy right there. That's the partying <laughs> guy. Mm-hmm. What else you got for JT on this specific EWA Pro Wrestling segment of this contest? Con- podcast. Contest. Go, see, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm, see? I'm I'm off for tangents. I'm in a food coma from Thanksgiving. That's what it is. I'm still in a food coma. What you got? I've got nothing. That's what he said. See, now that's going to be another tagline. I've got nothing. Remember Whitney Houston singing that song? I've got nothing. Sing it, Mikey D. I'll sing it. That's what I'm talking about. But anyway, hey, you know, uh, would you stick around with us a little bit longer so we can talk more pro wrestling here, JT? I will think about it. Okay, he's going to think about it. Of course I will, baby. He's thinking about it.
2: Why else would I leave this luxurious mansion?
0: Man, this mansion. They'll tell you all the the steps, all the the stories, all the vehicles. Sipping that Don Perry on We got Don y'all right here. Crystal. <laughs> we do it right here at the mansion. Hey, uh, before we go do, do to this break, please tell everybody where they can find you on social media.
2: Right now, the only place you can find me on social media is on Facebook because okay. I'm too afraid to find out how Twitter works. Don't be afraid. <laughs> it's but, okay. Uh, you can hit me up on Facebook. My My page name is JT Moore you know just how it's spelled j g m o o r e m o o r e and just hit me up there give me a like appreciate
0: all the feedback yeah, comments, emails, and we're gonna get this guy on Twitter, we're gonna get this guy on Instagram. Don't, Especially don't, Instagram. don't threaten me like that, Mike. No, I'm not <laughs> threatening you. No, it's not it's nothing to be afraid of. I actually do have an Instagram, I just never really Because any man with social it. media can I goddamn this <laughs> oh, sorry. Ugh, that's terrible. <laughs> hey, well we're gonna take a break and we'll be right back with more dirty ugly wrestling podcast. Big ugly, take us in the break. On the J train. Choo-choo. She likes to do it in the We're back. On the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, let's do the introductions a little differently this time. Who are you?
2: I am JT Moore,
1: conductor of the J-Train. Who are you? I am Big Ugly and I'm aboard the J-Train.
0: And I'm Dirty Mike and I'm waiting for the next J-Train because apparently that one took off without me. Oh, you're
2: going to be waiting a <laughs> while. J-train, J-Train don't stop, buddy. The J-Train don't stop. It just there keeps needs going. to
0: be more J-Trains. Like when you go to D.C., you know, you got the green line. The green line comes every 15 minutes. We it, need to make it, sure it's, we it's have grown, more lines. It's
2: growing bigger by the day. I don't need to hear about that. (laughs) you told me not to talk about my dream cheese i I think we're i think we're talking about two different trains right now
0: oh it's so bad that's dirty and it's ugly that's what we're here for hey uh let's talk a little pro wrestling let's just uh let's just shoot off the cuff and let's talk about that we talked a little goldberg brock lesnar earlier let's talk about uh nxt toronto did you guys get a chance to watch
2: I did. I, NXT, it's, it's got me like a kid again. It's got me loving pro wrestling all over again. It's like nothing they do. They can do no wrong in my eyes. Bobby Roode's entrance was glorious. <laughs> it I, was. To, to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you
0: see just a choir of people that were out there? I was loving that. But I got to say, um, now they were in the Air Canada Center Saturday, Sunday, and Monday night for NXT. Survivor Series, and Raw. You know what the biggest thing that got over the whole time was? And you guys have seen this, the whole thing. Ty Dillinger. Ten. Mm-hmm. Ten. Ten. Uh, Every time the referee counted, no matter what it was yeah. for, the, ref, the the crowd would count ten. Mm-hmm. That got over big time. Now, is that just because it was just Canada and that's Ty Dillinger's?
2: I think that had a little to do with it, but, you know... I actually saw him, and you were at the NXT live show in NXT Bel Air. NXT live in Bel Air. He Maryland. was so over there too. He, I mean, he, I, I he couldn't. Over. I couldn't help yeah. it. I bought myself a Ty Dillinger T shirt. I I, 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 lo- I love the gimmick. I love I love this guy. I'm so happy that he's like getting over the way he is. Mm-hmm. Now, now something I want to piggyback off of. Go ahead. This is I, I heard what you were saying on the last podcast. How you know. That usually doesn't really translate over in the WWE, like, when they go to the main roster. We talk about
0: that a lot, Yeah.
2: Now, I'm still curious as the, if that's one of the, because I'm in love with the gimmick. I, I love it. Like, 10, everything. I love it. Uh, now, I feel like when he goes up to that main roster, they're just going to be like, why? What's he? What's this? Like,
1: I, yeah, I feel like what's going to happen is it depends on the city. Like, you got to think about like a lot of these times when you do an NXT event and then they do the uh, the next pay-per-view, the WWE pay-per-view. They're in major wrestling cities. Right. where These people are paying attention to NXT. And so, you know, it's translating over. But when they get on the main roster and they just start hitting, you know, basic cities in the Midwest, stuff like that. You know, these are people that they're not huge wrestling cities, and so you know it's going to make you look like, well, like who who's Ty Dillinger? You know, what is this the ten? So right, like I hope yeah.
2: that doesn't happen because uh, yeah. I, I really love him and his gimmick so much, and I wish him the best, like in all of his. Definitely, I'm here's fan, what I man. was
0: thinking. I was thinking along the lines of what you were just talking about because they were in Toronto for Saturday, excuse me, good lord, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. It would have been way, I don't know about way too early because Ty Dillinger's been in WWE for a long time. Yeah. They should have brought him up on Monday Night Raw I, live and when the whole crowd was still in the gimmick. So that means the entire world that's watching Monday Night Raw is going to see that and jump on it. So then when they do go to that next town, they're going to understand what that's be. He's for. got
2: momentum. You see what like I'm saying? With the crowd. Um, what was, I did like, I think it I don't know if it was like the pre-show show that they showed this, like, the video package. I had no idea Ty Dillinger was in WWE before NXT. I, you know, a lot of people didn't. That no, was, I had that was no, a good video Yeah, package. and it, it just, you know, showed, like, a lot of his character development, his gimmick development, and just, it, it showed a lot more him, and I really like I really like when they do those video packages. Like that. Not, no one does them better than WWE.
1: True that. I did not see this video package. So, wait, Ty Dillinger was in WWE before? Yeah, before I saw, NXT. So, what I mean, happened? He got fired? Got uh... Fired. He yeah. was in
0: developmental, and, and, and they didn't renew his contract, uh, something like okay. that. You know, they didn't have anything you. for him. Yeah. You know, that's the creative bug. We have nothing for you. Yeah. Um, but he, he worked hard, and he came back, and he's a, a ring general, basically. People trust him in that ring. Uh, he's great in the ring, and now he's found a gimmick that works. Yeah. So,
1: but are uh, they giving him the proverbial push?
0: I think so. If you put him on a lead-off match on a pay-per-view with Bobby Roode, who Bobby Roode already has enough momentum behind him. Bobby Roode is Bobby Roode. Mm-hmm. But you put Ty Dillinger with him, and even though Ty Dillinger lost, Ty Dillinger did get a standing ovation after that match. And, and it was over. a
2: great match, like back and forth. Like the crowd, like the crowd was into it. They're into both guys. There, there was the let's go Bobby, let's go Ty. Both these guys. Yeah, yeah, these and guys. That, yeah at some point <laughs> both these guys.
0: That was a great match, though. I mean, it was perfectly timed. You know, there was there were no flubs that I could see. They worked the crowd beautifully. The timing was great. The psychology was great. Um, so I, I really wasn't. I, I understood why Bobby Roode won. I get that, but I think Ty got over enough. Yeah, even I, in defeat. I,
2: yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't
0: disappointed in the match or the outcome. That's great. Great way to start off NXT. Let's talk about the authors of pain. Akem and Razor sounds like Ninja Turtles. This, yeah, Razor is one of the <laughs> you know enemies saying? on Ninja Turtles too. I keep thinking that every time they did yeah. that, and uh, we have Paul Ellering who was in the crash cage hanging above the ring, which that was to sell a new WWE toy. Apparently, I, I did.
1: I
2: I noticed
0: that because <laughs> uh, they, I think it was on Survivor
2: Series, they like they showed put the over the toy, the and I was just like, that's the exact same thing they had
0: last night. Now, they used to do that gimmick where they had the cage above the ring and put the manager in the cage so yeah, the manager the couldn't interfere. interfere. I don't think they ever called it the crash cage, but that was just to put over the toy. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was a throwback to the 80s as well because Paul Ellering was the uh, manager of the Road Warriors way back when and they had that crash cage, so to speak. Um, and day one, the Authors of Pain won the Dusty Rhodes Memorial Tag Team Tournament. Uh, defeating TM61, which I'm liking TM61 more and more every time I see them. I don't think they have enough of a gimmick, but I like the way they work in the ring, and they definitely use M- that M- crash cage structure to their advantage.
2: Yeah, their ring work is uh, pretty impressive. But, yeah, like you said, they don't really have too much of a gimmick, so to speak, other than, like, we're Australian. Right. Oi, oh mate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good.
1: What did you think of that match, Big Ugly? Um, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I'm not as much of a fan of the Authors of Pain, but uh, I mean, the match itself was good. Yeah. The, what, what's the name of the guys? Because I'm not—I haven't really watched. I watched this pay-per-view. Yeah. But I'm not familiar with a lot of these new teams. Cause I haven't been keeping up with NXT. Like it's
0: a uh, and Razar. Not those guys. Team. Okay. I don't know. So like those guys. TM61. Yeah. TM61. Yeah. Shane uh, Miller yeah. and Nick Thorne, I, I like believe. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Good work. Exactly. Perfect. So, uh, Shane Thorne, Nick Miller. So, yeah, that's who it is. Uh, not bad. You know, I, again, they need some more push behind them with character. They need some gimmick. Now, they've just made it all the way through the tag team tournament, so maybe, maybe they'll get a little bit more of a push now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, I mean, I do like them. It was a decent match. There was a better tag team match later, Yeah, which we're going to talk about right now. I
2: also, also feel like, I mean, it wasn't a bad match. Like, I, no. I, I enjoyed it. It, it, was, it was
0: short, sweet, like... It was good to see uh, Dustin Runnels actually come out. You know, that
2: the too, dust. and and also they had to like that was kind of the come down match from the first match, which True. like the crowd was just, you could just tell was fully into. Not saying that they weren't into this match. No, but, but you need to build a pay per view. Yeah, like a, look, you need to build. A it's show like a roller like coaster. There's ups and downs. Yeah, you're gonna have two
0: Canadian guys leading off the show in like, Toronto. Hot. In Toronto, so then you have to come down a little bit. So you put the Dusty Rhodes Memorial Classic there, but oh. then you come way back up oh, with when the- you have DIY. Gargano and Champa against the revival
1: uh, Wilder and uh, Dash and Dawson. Oh my! I'm getting it's almost impossible to have a bad match with Dash and Dawson. Like, yeah, you don't they're, see they're it, such right? a great yeah. heel tag team. Yeah. Like
2: they just do like such throwback things. Like as far like who crawls under the ring to get the other guy? Come on now!
0: I mean, I, I, yeah. I was I wasn't even mad
2: at that. I was just like, really. They use every
0: part of the ring. They use every part of their surroundings. They use every part of using the referee as as a part of the match. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're just so heels through and through. Like you want to hate them for it, but you're just like you crafty bastards. <laughs> but but you gotta look at that. All the little subtle things that they do. Nobody does them anymore, or nobody does them. Period. Just them uh and um, and the teams that they work with when they had matches with American Alpha who uh, well, unfortunately are getting nothing right now on Smackdown Live but hopefully they will it just mm-hmm. takes time yeah i mean great match two out of three falls that we saw they used all three falls um Dash and Dawson got the first fall you know, that, I didn't see
2: I didn't see that coming, that little, when Gargano does the setup slingshot spear, and he just caught him and threw him into, I didn't see, like, that made me jump out
0: of my yeah, seat. Yeah, that was real quick, considering these guys have had, like, you know, 18, 20-minute matches before without a fall. Um, that was great. Uh, and I gotta say, the second fall was good, too, but the third fall, really, I, I'm, yeah. I'm a fan of false finishes when they are, when they make sense. Can't do it every single match. But I'm a fan of false finishes. I'm a fan of building that story like, oh my god, what are they going to do? How are they going to do it? Who's going to win? I really had no idea. I had no clue. The way they built these teams and built this match, you really didn't know who was going to win.
2: Or now, how? I, th- like, there was, like, ten good times where I thought either team could have had it. And yeah. every time that, like, someone kicked out or someone grabbed the rope, I just jumped out of my seat with joy. Like, for either team. like Just wanted I, to keep I, going. I've not had that literal emotion for a match in so long where I'm just, like, hopping out of my, on the edge of my seat just like, what is happening next? Like, I legit didn't know. Like, I couldn't have called it. And, like, that's what I love best. Like, I didn't know who was going to win. Did you know
1: that's, who was yeah. going to win big on that? No, not at all. And, I mean, that's what you want out of a match. Like, you want to leave the audience in suspense. You know, for, like, all, all people do now is sit around and pretty much make predictions and, you know, try and see I how could, I could have booked that. Right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> right. Try and book the matches. And it's like, this is one where it's like, you you can't book it. You can just watch as a fan. And, and enjoy it. Right. Yeah. I couldn't book that one at yeah. all. I was yeah. just,
0: uh, just like JT just said, I was so excited watching that match. I was up out of my chair. I was yelling at the TV. Uh, you know, we had people here in the mansion, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh it was, oh, man, I loved it. And I love the finish as well. Now, have you ever seen two guys put another two guys in submission holds and then the guys that are on the bottom are encouraging each other not to tap out, holding each other's <laughs> hands like one's going to tap, no, you're not going to tap, the other one's going to tap, no, you're not going to tap, and eventually they both tapped out at the same time.
2: It was, it was a great finish, and, you know, it, I match of the year, no doubt.
0: Absolutely. And they've had another classic match, those two teams. Oh, yeah. And and
2: I felt the same way about the first one, and they just upped the ante. Like, I I didn't think they could do it, but they upped the ante in, in this match and just... Kudos to you guys, all four of you. God Amen. damn. And kudos mm-hmm. to the
0: referee, too. And we talked about this a little earlier. i got to give props to the referee. I've been there before, JT, and I know you've been there before. If the referee has a bad position or a bad timing or the referee is not communicating well with that. Now, first of all, I, I can't remember the name of the specific referee in this match, but he is very, very good at – and referees are supposed to blend into the background. Not supposed to know who they are. Mm-hmm. But he blended into the background so well he was there when he needed to be. Um, he was, you know, as far as camera angles go, as far as timing goes, he was communicating with the guys, all four of them back and forth, and
1: it was just well, well done. Big ugly. Go ahead. Question for you guys. Yeah, yeah. Dash and Dawson, when they go up, do they go to Raw smack SmackDown?
0: That's a good. <sighs> question. I, you know,
1: I don't want them.
2: Uh, even though they you, deserve you, it, you I know, don't want them to go. Yeah, you know it's inevitably going to happen, like, because... As much as we love NXT, they're not going to stay in NXT the whole time.
0: Yeah, no, no, they shouldn't. They, their main goal is to get them. And top and roster.
2: it seems like they're starting to get a lot of like good tag teams built up, like with the Authors of Pain, TM Six One. Now you have DIY like leading the pack, and you know there's a, there's a bunch of other tag teams. It seems like on the build up, so eventually they gotta you know make way for those tag teams. I think, hmm, that's a good one. SmackDown or Raw.
1: I say they so go to SmackDown. Who the, yeah, I think SmackDown. All right, so do you think SmackDown? I mean, this goes a little bit into Survivor Series. We had the tag team match. Who do you think has the better tag team division? I think SmackDown. SmackDown I think okay.
0: SmackDown has that tag team division with the guys that can do these eighteen twenty minute matches and tell their stories. I think Raw has a lot of. Performance style tag teams like they've got the New Day, they've got uh, Enzo and Cash, Enzo and Cash, so they've got and Sheamus and Cesaro who yeah. can go, all of them can go, but there's more performing yeah, going on rather than wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Entertainment. More, yeah. Entertainment, yeah. yeah. There's a little bit of a balance there. Now in NXT, you got more of the wrestling style, and, and Becky Lynch even said this on the Austin podcast. There's a little bit more, I don't want to say freedom in NXT to do what you need to do, but there's Less people, there's less cameras, there's less TV time overall. So you have to fit more of a story in less amount of time. So you get more time to fill that story. You know what I mean? You get one hour a week maybe on NXT. You're not on NXT every single week. But, Mm. you know, when you do have a chance to tell that story, there is a build-up for about a month or two. And you do have a chance to just knock it out of the park. Uh, So in NXT, you do that. When you go up to the main roster, it's a different crowd. You have a different set of eyes on you. A lot of different eyes on you. So, you can have those blockbuster matches every now and again, but it's going to be more around the entertainment side, like you just said. Right. So, when they go up, you got those teams on SmackDown, SmackDown Live. You know, you got American Alpha, which I would love to see them go with Dash and Dawson again. No, they already
2: proven that they can have a fantastic match.
0: Absolutely. So. Um, and then you got uh, Gargano and Ciampa, who just came into NXT this year, so I think they'll hang around for a little while there. They got a lot of notoriety in Ring of Honor and Independence, but now they've got to work their way up to the main roster
1: as well. So, great match. Great match. Two out of three falls. Oh, this might be jumping the gun. Jump the gun. Uh, who are the, like, it's like this new white group in NXT? Oh, Sanity. Sanity. There we go. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I like that they have a female in the group. I was like,
0: man, this is great. It's, yeah. it's very much like the whites, but it's also very much like what's uh, on TNA, which, you know, there's not a lot of eyes on TNA, but uh, the decay gimmick over there, which you got Abyss and Crazy Steve and uh, Rosemary, I believe her name is. Yeah. So you got bigger guy, smaller guy, woman. That's kind of what they're pulling with. Sanity. You know what
2: they remind me of? They look like a group of purgers are f- formed a stable and are now taking over the NXT
0: division.
2: The what? purge has come pur- to NXT.
0: <laughs> hey, you know some people will. Relate I mean, to I, that. I
2: dig it. I like it. I love the like the craziness, the crazy look in their eyes. Yeah, you know, I love the fact that they took uh, what what's their name, Fulton and the other guy. Uh, I yeah, I can't remember their names right but, now.
0: But basically, they took people that were NXT NXT not really, yeah, not really doing too
2: much, and just like now they're a part of this. Like, like I wouldn't want to see these guys like at all. Like dark dark alleyway, light alleyway. If I see these guys, I'm the J Train is going in the opposite (laughs) direction. (laughs) J Train's backing up. And
0: and Eric Young is a part of that group. And Eric Young was in TNA for a long, long time, and he's very, very talented as well. So Mm -hmm. phenomenal work, great to see. What do you guys
1: think of No Way Jose? Love him. I love him.
0: Obviously, yeah. I'm on yeah. mark, man. Yeah. I, I was at that that yeah, NXT Bel Air that uh, we were talking Table about. They booked that match so great with uh, what's his name? The, it was uh, the Drifter, yeah, Elias Samson. Elias Samson. Yeah, he
2: came out and like the crowd just done with like the crowd ate it up. Yeah, they're just he's get got this a... guy out of here, and then who else comes out? But no way, Jose. to...
0: Yeah, he's got a great music. He's got great gimmick. He, he's got a, something you can get behind. Singing the No Way Jose. You do it during the match as well. He's also very good in the ring, and he's a very good sized guy.
2: And his moves also. He uses his gimmick with the moves too, mm-hmm. like
0: salsa dancing and all. I love it. That's right. That's good. What do you think of him? I don't have an
1: opinion because <laughs> I haven't. I haven't really seen much. I'm like I said. I haven't been tuning in. So like I saw him at the Toronto, right. and I saw the crowd was kind of behind him. So I'm like, I gotta you know look into this guy more but i just wanted to find out like what you guys thought of him i I think he's
0: great i i hope he he's guy that's going to stay in nxt for a while because they need that that little punch in the arm they need that kind of uh a thing down there so i like him i hope he gets a little bit of a push uh let's talk about your girl asuka Asuka, mm. your women's champion, still your NXT women's champion, yeah. after defeating uh, somebody I know very well, Mickey James, who I got the referee a match with her in it, and that was uh, fantastic. She actually tried to rush the ring in a tag team match, and I held her back, and she complimented me for getting my basically standing up and making sure that uh, I didn't let her run, run me over. So... That was cool. But that was a, this is a much better match than I anticipated it being. How was it to hold Mickey? I was going to say, I'll well, tell you. Let's
1: not breeze over I'd that. i probably let her
0: run me over on purpose. I enjoyed being molested by Mickey James. <laughs> I it uh, and I don't want to take that the wrong way. I just She tried to rush the ring. And I enjoyed being attacked by Mickey James in that way. Who wouldn't? Um, no, it was fantastic. Angelina uh, Love was in that match too. And uh, she told me to get out. So that was pretty cool. I actually got to came, come back out to the ring. Well, with Mickey James as a competitor in the match, it was it was really good. So um, I
1: would say that this was a match that we could all book. You think? Well, we could all book the the, the finish. The finish. So yeah, kind of like finish. saying yeah. Asa's going to win. Yeah. Now,
0: although there were, and JT probably agree with this, there were some times in there where, well, first of all, Mickey James had the whole match almost in her back pocket. Mm-hmm. Like, she had, and she got you believing, like, hey, she might win this, but you know what? She's it just seemed like everything
2: Asuka did, she, like, came right back, and, like, yeah. anything you can do, I can do better.
0: Exactly. So, when It was Asuka, a good change of pace. It yeah. was a good Asuka change match. of pace. Yeah. Exactly, because Asuka's usually dominating a whole yeah. match. Exactly. So, it's different to see Asuka being dominated, but actually Asuka got the win sort of out of nowhere. I, that uh, I, it, it caught me off guard. Like was I, a quick tap. Yeah. Um, so, but Asuka won, but tell me about this match, guys.
2: Done. I enjoyed it. it. You know, it's always nice when someone who has, like, who's put years in the WWE, such as Mickie James, it's always nice to see her come back. And, obviously, she hasn't missed a step from, like, her years in TNA and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she she's phenomenal in the ring. Asuka does what Asuka does. She kicks really hard, and
0: <laughs> it hurts. She,
1: yeah. She well. <laughs> it, lo- it looks stiff, and, and it, it looks
0: like it hurts. So. Was this sort of a promotional... Way to tell the women in the NXT locker room that you got to step up because first of all, Mickey James is definitely deserves any spot she gets, but Mickey James took a spot from a NXT woman who you know there's really nobody that can take Oscar on right now. Nobody legitimately that they can push in a story.
2: You, you fantasy booking right here. You know who I think they're eventually going to build the
0: this, but you know who I I would love to see. Who's that? Amber
2: Moon and Oscar.
0: See, yeah, Ember Moon is one of the newer NXT women's division, and she is sort of getting that hype behind her, that build. Um, She was on NXT this past week on Wednesday. And they had, like, a big eight-woman tag team match or something like that. It was like
2: Peyton Royce and the other chick.
0: What the I, I know Billy, Billy Kay. Billy Kay. Yeah.
2: And they got some some new chick. It was like she was an MMA fighter or something. I, I don't know who she was, but she actually impressed me. Like, she, she stuck to the gimmick of, you know, the MMA fighting. Uh-huh. And it looked pretty brutal, too. Like, some of her takedowns.
1: Yeah. And it was pretty
2: good. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing her work in the future. But
1: They,
0: they need people to step up to Asuka.
1: I think you might be onto something there. It, it's not unusual for WWE to take people from the main roster and send them down to NXT to do a feud or something, right? But for them to start bringing in people that aren't in the WWE and kind of bring like kind of what they do in the main roster, um, it's not a good sign. So it could be something where it's like you know they want the women to step up for those spots. So I, I hope so.
2: I you know you can make that argument. I think it's you know she's a hot commodity elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And they're just, like, trying to get more eyes on the product. Like, hey, look who we got now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of fans of Mickey James are now like, oh, well, now she's on WWE. Let me go spend nine ninety nine and
1: 99 <laughs> yeah. And I will say this, too. Going back to the original plan, they were doing this in Toronto. They originally wanted Trish Stratus. Originally. Which makes sense because, mm-hmm. and I think that, you know, it's like they would have been in Canada Trish Stratus right. from Canada it would have been like wow Trish Stratus is back you know but Trish Stratus got pregnant but I guess they still just wanted to go along with bringing somebody so somebody from yeah, that era somebody right. from so, yeah it might just be a situation where it's like they just you know they just took Mickey James because they already plan to bring a quote unquote legend back so right. you know let's just stick with that for this so that could be. Um,
0: it would be interesting to see where the women's division goes. I was very enamored by a women's division when Bailey and uh, Sasha and Charlotte were all down there. So. They definitely set the bar pretty high. Really? They did. Um, and they're all doing well. There's two women's divisions now, one on Raw, one on SmackDown. There's two titles, and there's a lot going on out there, and we're going to get to that. We're going to talk about Survivor Series. Let's finish off NXT by talking about Samoa Joe And he won the championship against Shinsuke Nakamura. I couldn't book that finish. Yeah, yet
2: again, did not see this. I mean, towards the end, like, after he slammed him on the thing, and then Muscle
0: Buster, I was like, he's not getting up from that. That was a heck of a finish. I mean, that was like a low blow, a slam onto the steps, and also the uh, Muscle Buster. There was really no coming back from that.
2: But I love seeing these two work. It just looks so stiff and just... Oh my god! Like it looks like they're literally in there, just beating the crap out of each other. It was a until action. one man just doesn't get up. It looks like a blood sport, pretty much. Yeah, between those two, I
1: think one of these guys is going to be next in line to face Brock and a few. I, I would said, like to think that one. Yeah, I mean that's, Samoa that's Joe kind of and like Brock rumors. would make a lot of sense. I
2: keep yeah. hearing rumors of KO possibly like taking him one down. Yeah, down yeah, line. that's another
1: one. Yeah, he's yeah. another one. Of but I think Samoa guys. Joe has the run up on KO. For a Brock feud,
0: uh, yeah, I mean it might be down the road, but they got to yeah. capitalize on this Gold, Goldberg thing first. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they, it, it's good to have people in line to face Brock every now and again because Brock is a part-time player. But when he comes back, he's got to have some sort of legitimate challenge, you know. So any one of those guys would be fantastic. But a great match. Um, I hope we see it again in a rematch where Shinsuke goes for the back for the title. I'd like to see it one more time. I think that w- that would be enough. Of Shinsuke and uh, Samoa Joe at that point? I, I
2: think they are doing it one more time in uh, Japan, actually, so you know that's oh, gonna, the crowd's gonna, gonna eat be, that Oh, up. is that gonna be yeah. like a, a network not I don't, I don't know that, if uh, that's a, a network thing, but I think that's uh, like a live thing, but they're probably gonna record that because that's such a big match. Thing. I hope so.
1: At the Tokyo, what is it, the Tokyo Dome? Is that where they went last the time? Egg dome for the, or the Tokyo Dome yeah. or something like that? Oh my goodness. That'd be
0: awesome. I'll, I'll take that match one more time, and as long as they don't beat it up, I think they went a little bit too many matches with Finn Balor and Samoa Joe. But I think this, these two have a better, a much better chemistry, great chemistry. So uh, it was a great NXT show, very well-timed. It was about two hours in length, you know, two maybe 2.15 at the most. Uh, great show. I can't wait to watch it again. Good stuff. Hey, um, let's talk about Survivor Series real quick. Next night in uh, same place, Air Canada Center, we had a couple of pre-show matches. Now, okay, this is my beef again. We've talked about this before. Way too effing long. Uh, the kickoff show started at five, and the main show did not end until about ten thirty, ten forty-five. Yeah, by that too time, content, by that time, yeah. the crowd is just like drained. Yes. Luckily, it was a hype, big hype match, Goldberg and Brock at the end. You know, we talked about that earlier. But if it wasn't that match at the end, I think the crowd would have just been dead. I oh mean, the yeah, crowd was yeah. dead halfway through the pay per view. So y- you guys b- agree with me on that? It was mm. way too long. I agree. Yeah. WrestleMania, maybe I would say is okay. But, you know, the two-hour free show, I watched some of it. It just dragged.
1: Yeah. They didn't do anything. Even even WrestleMania this year, I thought was, it was just too much. It was like, what, six hours? WrestleMania uh, six hours Because you hour were there, plus. man. Yeah, yeah, I was
0: there, man. I was there, and it was a long event. It was a long day from beginning to end. But uh, by the time they got the Triple H and uh, Roman Reigns, I was
1: done. Done, yeah. I was done. I, everybody was done, yeah.
0: Crowd was so out of that yeah. match; they were flat. I mean, uh, it was a good match. No, no offense to those two; they had a really decent match. But the crowd was just dead yeah. at that point. Yeah. Um, but we did have a pre-show. We had a uh, cruiserweight six-man match, cruiserweight division, still on Monday Night Raw as of now. Plus, they're starting that new two o five live show, which is going to be of the hour after SmackDown Live. So it's ten to eleven on Tuesday nights. So in effect, we're going to have three hours of action Monday, three hours of action Tuesday. Still a lot of content. Have you yeah. felt like the crowdsman has flat on these cruiserweight
1: matches? Yes.
2: Yeah. I. I don't know what yeah, it is. I, like I, I. Nobody. It. It's
1: like for some reason people aren't getting invested, and it's like I feel like everybody's wanted this for a long time, and then we get it, and it's like nobody. Problem did. is, there's, like there's
0: again, no characters. I mean, you have the Brian Kendrick. You got T.J. Perkins who's doing the retro video game thing. Uh, other than that, there's really no characters. They're trying to make Rich Swan and Cedric Alexander a couple characters, but. Characters for a thousand or two thousand people, like in the NXT Performance Center Arena, that's good. You're gonna get everybody behind you, every single fan in there. You put the twelve thousand people, it's gonna be more challenging, mm-hmm. right? You know, for Raw or uh, even a pay-per-view. was flat. Guys did a good job. I think all of them did. You know, Perkins, Swan, and Noam Dar won over uh, Drew Gulak, Tony Nese, and uh, Divari, the younger Daivari. Uh But uh, yeah, it's a little flat. I hope they this two hundred five live reinvigorates some people. And I hope when they do have their one or two segments on Monday Night Raw, I hope they uh, get a little bit more play because I think they do a good job.
1: Yeah, because I think what, what match was I watching Raw? Was Sin Cara versus someone? I think at some point the crowd actually chanting boring. Yeah, it's not
0: good. Yeah, and I was like, come on. Was Cruiser it D. Day Brian match? Kendrick? I, yeah. think was, I think it I was because I think they were setting Kendrick. up the match yeah. for
1: him and Kalisto. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So
0: and it was Sin Cara versus him. yeah, and both guys are very talented. So. Yeah. yeah, and I think that segment was at least it was kind of long, too. two segments long. Right. You know, yeah, went yeah. through a commercial break and yeah. such. So. Yeah, they need to get a little bit more uh, cruiserweight division, a little bit more story behind them. Maybe this 205 Live is going to do that, because the Cruiserweight Classic actually told you like a bio of each guy right. before we did it. So maybe this was what this 205 Live is going to do. Uh, Kane, Luke Harper, I had no investment in that match. Uh, Kane is getting much older and much more out of shape. Uh, Kane's a good company guy. I love him. I think he's a fantastic mind for the business. I'm glad now, he's now, still there. Now, is this Corporate Kane or is this? No, this is uh, Red uh, Evil Machine Kane. Okay. Still, but it's uh, the, the matchup pad. The match was bad. Yeah. Um,
1: he moves slow. He doesn't have as much power. It, yeah. It's it's
0: still fun to see the pyro hit. And it was fun when he came out after The Undertaker made his return. And, you uh, on, know, on, after Brothers the fact of on com, you yeah, the Brothers of Destruction had thing. So, I think he's more of a gimmick now than a wrestler. So, I think they should move on from Kane. Uh, and he defeated Luke Harper. It really made no sense.
1: So. At all, man. It's like they refused to push Luke Harper. He's such a great performance. He like
0: That ladder match he had with Ziggler. Uh, and that. Yeah, that was... Uh, they, I thought they both are in their stripes right there. Yeah. And uh, they really did, but they refused to push Luke Harper. I don't know why. If he's just a, a, a gimmick for a team situation, he's got to be like in a crowd. He, he, he is himself. a team
2: player, from what I've heard. Well, that's...
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. He keeps coming back and doing the job, you know. So, he's definitely a team player. So, uh, we go into the main... Beat for the show. Starting off the show was the women's five one five match. I thought it was a, a very good match overall. Team Raw actually won over Team SmackDown. Um, Charlotte turned on Bailey at the end. Charlotte and Bailey, the two sole survivors, and then Charlotte turned on Bailey, which sets up Charlotte and Bailey, which makes sense. Absolutely. Um, you know, everybody got their little shine in this match. You know, Sasha Banks, Alicia Fox. E- Alicia Fox, good to see her on the main roster. She's a hard worker. She's been with the company a long time. Uh, Dana Brooke even got her little, uh, oh, now here's an interesting little sidebar of this match. Nikki Bella was supposed to be on the SmackDown team. Nikki Bella was attacked in the back, and Natalya took her place. Now, obviously, that means Natalya jumped her, which they didn't see, and Natalya took her place. Um, Nikki Bella's not hurt, from what I understand. I guess this is just a fueling of a storyline for Nikki and Natty. Yeah.
1: It so. was. And I think also they wanted to put Natty out there because, once again, it's you're Canada. Canada. Right. So. Uh, oh, yeah.
0: Oh, there were three sharpshooters, by the way. I think there was one sharpshooter in NXT and there were two in during Survivor Series. Also, there was one on Raw. Right. Mm. And uh, there was one match, um, and we'll get to it a little bit later on, where they tried to do the Montreal screw job. Matter of fact, let's just talk about that right now. Miz and Sami Zayn. I thought this was a great match.
2: You know, I actually didn't catch this match because by the time You're I... You were partying. I was. I was out partying, and then by the time I realized what time it was, I was it was already too late. <laughs> so, I like, I didn't... Because I didn't catch the previous SmackDown either. So, I was under the assumption that it was going to be Ziggler and... Ziggler and Sammy Ziggler. Yeah, and I was just all about that match. I was like, I, that, that just sounds like an awesome match to me. Yeah. And then I, I turn it on, and then I see Miz
0: like, holding the title and Sami Zayn down. I'm like, when when did this what yeah, happen? SmackDown Live, the previous week, Miz won the title back from Dolph Ziggler. And then Dolph was a no-show at uh, Survivor Series. He did not show up at, at all. all. But uh, he did come act back out on SmackDown and kick The Miz uh, intending to get the title back.
1: Right. So, so uh... This was a great match, actually. Sami Zayn and Miz. I don't remember the finish. I know Miz won, but he got help from Maurice. Did she like ring the bell? Maurice, yeah. Yeah, basically, there was a sharpshooter in this match,
0: and Miz put uh, Sami Zayn in a sharpshooter. And Maurice rung the bell. Sami thought he had won. The way they did with the camera angles and the referee's positioning, it was that they the referee could not see Maurice ringing the bell. All the referee could see is Sami Zayn letting the hold go. And Sammy won, and Sammy had a, he thought that he won, and then because of the distraction, Miz turned around, skull crushing finale, yeah. one, two, three. So the Montreal screw job from back in 1997, right. they, they had to give that for the fans. And yeah. Miz, I gotta say this: Miz using heel tactics, like distracting the referee, using a manager, using the bell. I love heels doing heel things. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys. Uh, you know, it's ju- it's not enough to just get the one, two, three, or get the tap out. But heels doing heel things for story purposes. Cheating to win. Cheating to win. Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You well, know.
2: Cheat and steal. Mm-hmm. Except when it's done to me, then it's foul play. That's
0: that's foul play when mm-hmm. it's done to the J. Does it make me a hypocrite? No. Does it? Pretty much. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say yeah. no just to be nice, but yeah. I was like, it really kind of does. Yeah. Um, but you know what? That's okay. Uh, then we have the uh, tag team match What we were going to talk about And now there was like 20, 21, 22 people involved this in just... match. It, it could have been a cluster Is what it could have been But they actually did a couple of cool
1: things in this match New Day got eliminated really quickly they did. And I was
0: like what just
1: happened <laughs> They're the tag champs
0: Well New Day came out, they did their microphone gimmick Which they always do And the New Day works very very hard on um, Raw And also on you know live events So they were basically physically given the night off they basically were not... They didn't need to be in the match. It was more about the other guys. So, uh, yeah, they got eliminated real quick. But Sheamus and Cesaro won. And I gotta say, the end of this match, Sheamus and Cesaro versus the Usos, great stuff. Oh, yeah. I, I was stuff. I was digging the end of it to, with them, too. I'm and,
1: liking the Usos heel work. Yes, yes. absolutely.
0: Yes. They, they are doing great heel work. Uh, and they are living those characters a little bit more I think that's great I think the Sheamus and Cesaro thing even though it was very strange in the beginning because they had their best of seven match now they're basically hesitant to get together but by the end of a match those two are like solid and they are a force to be reckoned with I like that you know what I think I
2: think that the Usos should have a tag match against Dean Ambrose and I know this is like brand differences right yeah De- against Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns, and I think the winner of that match needs to get some ring gear. <laughs> I'm
0: tired of seeing people wrestle in jeans. I'm am sick of it. You know, I I, I get that, and that's kind of like the uh, the garbage trash bag wrestling or whatever <laughs> it is. If you're a professional wrestler, you need to have some sort of professional wrestling gear. Um, you know, John Cena may he's
2: probably be like the, the one only exception. exception
0: because he is living his. Gimmick when he's wrestling in the uh, jorts or whatever. Like he's it is. probably wearing a pair of jorts right now. He, he probably is. <laughs> yeah. That's what he, If he's not wearing a suit, he's wearing jorts. He's
2: granting some kid a make right. a wish. Right in a pair of jorts. And a jorts.
0: <laughs> um, gotta say, I love uh, Heath Slater and Rhino still on SmackDown. I think that's a great gimmick. Uh, American that Alpha's got gonna got a get family. a push. Yeah, he's yeah. got kids. <laughs> he's got a great T-shirt. I got kids. That's a great shirt. and an above ground pool. <laughs> That's right, and a double line. A double wide. Got a double wide. <laughs> God. Um, but uh, Team Raw won, so that's Team Raw's second victory of the night um, uh, as far as team stuff is go. So that was pretty good. Um, then we had the uh, come down match, I would say, after that. D. Brian Kendrick uh, defeated Kalisto. It was actually a disqualification. That ended up being so. What that really kind of yeah. made no sense. Serious come down because it was flat. It yeah. was flat. <laughs> they changed the ropes. They changed the ring color. Uh, they changed everything, and it's still flat. Yeah. Um, but you know, hopefully more to come on that two hundred five live, and also the cruiserweight division. Uh, Brian Kendrick. I, I, Kalisto did a good job, by the way. I got to give it to Kalisto. Um, then we had the hour long, just about. I think it was a little more than an hour long. Raw versus SmackDown five one five. Go ahead.
1: I'm sorry, just a, uh maybe they should put Jericho down there, man. Maybe in the like Cruiserweight division? Yeah, man. Let Jericho finish out whatever he's doing, you know, on this main event level. Have him go down to the Cruiserweight division for a little bit. That might spice it that up a bit. That might spice it up. I mean, on. Jericho, you know, I mean, he's, he started he's, he's out, he right, started out in that division. He can't do obviously all the things that he used to. No, but he but works hard though. But he though. would bring that star power to that division. That I think would get people that's, interested.
0: That's a good idea. I, a, I never thought of that. And look at you, Big Ugly. Yeah. You just came up with that. So, if they do that, credit to the Big Ugly on the 30 You better pay the podcast, man. Right. You better pay this man. And uh, that that was good. So, I, I, I'm believing that. Come um, on, baby. <laughs> all the original stuff yeah. he used to do. Although, the list of Jericho is very over. I oh, gotta, man, yeah. I gotta yeah that's why he that. has to finish this out first. I it enjoy was, that thing that he's got all It was over AJ Styles' head. Yes, legitimately over AJ Styles' head. Um... So they've got uh SmackDown won the match. Um, and it was actually Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt that came up winning this match, and those two ended up working together. I thought there was gonna be an internal turn there, but there really wasn't. Randy Orton took the bullet for Bray Wyatt, and Bray Wyatt uh got the sister Abigail and they won the match.
2: I will say this match turned out a lot better than I expected. Just cause there there was no real build up to it. Like there was no like Outcome like okay, if SmackDown wins, they get this. If Raw wins, right. they yeah. get yeah. this. Yeah, it's yeah. just, it just more or less for bragging
0: rights. So, and but, they, they did a good job, though. I mean, everybody told a story in this match, and there were new stories built with all five of these guys. I should say six because the SmackDown team did have a mascot. And uh, he did grab Braun Strowman, uh, and now this was actually a pretty cool spot. Braun Strowman was trying to get back in the ring. Braun Strowman got counted out because he was being held by James Ellsworth, who was under the ring. Now <laughs> I was and, laughing and so hard. When uh, James Ellsworth came out, he had this priceless look on his face, like he you know he just effed up. Do you know what he? Because
2: then he like he like drug him out with his leg. Like, <laughs> Do you know what he so held him well. with? His two
0: fists, his two <laughs> hands. Any his man two hands. with two hands can hold Braun Strowman, and then, but then if you remember a long time ago, there was a Royal Rumble where Maven was in the Royal Rumble and he eliminated the Undertaker. It and was kind of
2: it was kind of reminiscent of you know that. what I'm
0: saying. And then as soon as Maven like got, he was really really excited, and then he just got the O S look on his face because he was like uh, he messed up, and then Undertaker killed him.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, same thing here. Braun chased James Ellsworth uh, up the ramp, and then he basically tossed him off the stage into a table. Which I'm glad the table cool. broke because the table almost didn't break. Like, yeah. dude, James Ellsworth's like 120 pounds.
2: I do love seeing Braun and just straight run down like a guy like he like he'll have the guy will have a good i'd say like 30 feet on him and Braun just full on he did closes the gap runs him down he's and, fast and yes. agile
0: for being as, big he, as he's as he
2: he's growing on me a lot like i didn't think too much of him when he started other than jesus
0: god does a goliath of a human being yeah but he's he's really growing on yeah. me If they book him right, if they do this right, I think they could have this for a while. And I think think it's good.
1: I think because they're starting to involve him a little more with Jericho and Owens, you could kind of see a little more of his personality coming out. So you gotta just you just gotta keep booking him right, like you said. Yeah, and
0: the backstage segments that he's in are pretty entertaining as well. So he's like dominant in the ring, but he can also you know you had that little gimmick about the list of Jericho gave it back. You know, it was funny. The whole scarf thing. Shane McMahon took a lot of heat in this match. Like he was one of the guys that got beat down more than anybody in this match. Um I personally didn't even like him in the match, but
1: I mean, it was what it was. He
0: so. was uh, that's a way for uh, a guy to protect his guys because you know, there wasn't a lot of heat on any a lot of the other guys, so it was re- really a way to protect your talent. Um and he did it, not that he needs to do this at 50 some years old anymore. You know what I'm saying? Well, he's, right? he's 40 something, right? 40 50, I don't yeah, know how like, old he is. Yeah, he's 40. He's so. up there. Yeah. He's not the spring chicken anymore. Um, Smackdown did win uh, Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho had their little heat against each other, you know, uh, their best friendship or whatever, and then they sw- tried to swerve everybody on yeah, Raw. Yeah, they swerved
1: everybody on Raw. You thought they were going to go at it, mm-hmm. and they just blame Roman Reigns. Blame Roman Reigns, and I think that's yeah.
0: a good thing for them to do because Roman needs, uh, Roman. actually, Roman did a great job yeah. in this match. And he's already a heel, so. He, technically, he is a heel. And then Seth did a great job in that match. And then Roman and Seth went on Monday Night Raw for about a half hour. Yeah.
1: Um, the Shield United reunited. The
0: Shield reunited. That, I'm marked out for that. Yeah. I did.
1: Dean Ambrose being held back, and they help him out, beat up security. It was a then, great way to get yeah. him out because
0: he was eliminated, and then he came back down to the ring to attack AJ. Yeah. And then they, the Shield you know, reunited to do the triple powerbomb yeah. through the table, which I thought was a good idea. That was awesome. Man. You guys like this match?
2: I, popped I up. did. I, the whole way, I will say one side note. I don't like seeing Shane McMahon throw punches. Like I oh, I, 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 yeah, I feel I feel like I feel like it's like your little brother trying to like, you know, attack you and
0: you're just like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, man. He'll throw six punches in the midst of two seconds and none of them will connect.
2: And like like I get it, he's got like a boxing MMA background, but still like just
1: hit But so does Taker, but Taker's punches look good. Yeah, you know, like Taker's wears those MMA gloves and you know what I'm saying? Taker like, looks like he's straight flooring you yeah. with his punches. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just,
2: like, these little body punches he does. Like, like little, yeah. Yeah, little jabs yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> It just doesn't do
0: it's it good. for me. No, man. He did do the uh, coast-to-coast, and he did... Uh, that looked gnarly, to the He got, gnarly, he say got
2: the injured, least. man. Did, did they he say that, what he, happened?
0: He, he got injured on the coast-to-coast. He got speared right yeah. out of it by Roman Reigns. Yeah. And Oops, then he, uh, I don't know what actually happened to Shane. He was okay, but that was the biggest bump that he took in the match. Other than him jumping off the top rope and... Crashing through the table, which well, is his that was usual on Braun Strowman, right? That was on. Was that on Strowman? I but
2: think. I think so, because I think yeah. that was one of the things that like, held him down to the nine count. That other, was on Strowman, or right. ten count, I should right.
0: say. Mm-hmm. Any man with you? Oh my god! Anyway, yeah. um, no, no. All overall, and we talked about Goldberg last night. Yeah, earlier. we talked. About- Great Survivor Series. Raw was a good follow-up. Goldberg came out on Raw first thing, and. Uh, said, now, this is the something that I'm worried about with Goldberg. I don't want him to have the Batista run, where Batista came back in the Royal Rumble a couple years ago, crowd hated it, crowd hated him, and then Batista was there for just a couple of months and never got over. Goldberg had a good build into
1: this, but I don't want that to happen here. It won't happen to Goldberg. There's no Daniel Bryan. There's nobody right now. Like everybody saw There's what they were that trying. Everybody to, wants exactly. Everybody saw what was happening with Batista that they were setting him up to be the champion, which they were going to make him champion, but they swerved right at the last minute because they were like, "Oh, we'll get help." Well, this. they swerved, but,
0: but they because they gained Batista, but Batista got no, no. Right, everybody uh, just hated. Yeah, him. Like, everybody everyone, hated. him. Yeah. And then everyone, everyone was him all over the him. yes movement. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, I feel like, man, people love. I mean. People love Goldberg. And so if they even decided to give Goldberg another run at the title, you know, take that belt off of Kevin Owens, like I don't think people would care, man. I don't I, think they care. I yeah, just I think people love it. I think and and this is another thing where we're talking about Goldberg
0: again. You know, people don't expect him to win the Royal Rumble, get a title run. He's never won the Royal Rumble, but I think there's thirty or forty guys that would you know be like you know I want that spot at WrestleMania, uh, even definitely. though he might not win the Royal Rumble, he still may get a spot at WrestleMania. He should against Brock or whomever.
2: Yet again, fantasy fantasy booking on my end. Maybe that's where they set up the return of Brock Lesnar and he not even entered in the Royal Rumble just comes out and calls Goldberg the Royal right. Rumble and then that sets you all the way up to Mania that's right, Yeah, that could be yeah. and you know you could have Brock like rabid like no I need this rematch I need this uh, win over you like
0: yeah, like and he's training like harder than he's ever trained before, and then he's he's like I've got to have this. You beat me before, you beat me again. You not you can't do it again. I've got to I've got to win. And then Goldberg squashes him in another two minutes. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. Or, or they hug it out for another. Or training. they hug it out and then they swerve everybody. See, that's why I love the pro wrestling business. You never know, and it could change down to the last minute, and it does sometimes. They could have something planned out for a month, for a year, and then it changes just like that. Because of the way the crowd's reacting, because of the way the merchandise is selling, whatever the case, I love this business. Gotta love it. So, look, um, talked a little bit about TNA, talked a little bit about Ring of Honor, a little bit about Lucha. Lucha's one hour a week, still one of the best hours on TV, in my opinion. Um, So, uh, Johnny Mundo, who is uh, John Morrison, is finally the Lucha Underground Champion in Season 3.
1: I've not seen any of Season 3, so that's awesome. You gotta check Uh, it out. That that title's...
0: Changed hands a couple times. I've right. not seen
2: any episodes of Lucha. I don't get the El ray network. Damn it,
0: you, you gotta look online and, or and something. And you know like that. you
2: know it is on. Uh, I don't know if it's Telemundo or whatever, but I, JT is not one for reading, so <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't read it. Just turn it off. Yeah. All you gotta do is uh, listen to it. Now, uh, I'm sorry, just watch it. But uh, yeah, Lucha is pretty good. I enjoy yeah, Matt Stryker's true. a great announcer. Vampiro uh, is, a, is the other announcer there. I think it's a great product. Like I said, Johnny Mundo is now the Lucha Underground champion. Um, They had Sexy Star, who was a woman. She was the elect... Uh, They have women versus men. Like, it's nothing over there. There's no mixed tag team BS. It's just women versus men Um, sometimes. They have put on a great product. So, I I enjoy... I implore you. Check it out. I will. Check it out. Please do. Uh, Coming up soon, um, we have WWE... What is it? Um, TLC. TLC, right? That's a SmackDown pay-per-view. Where we're going to have Dean Ambrose and AJ Styles in a TLC match. And also, I think there was another one. Nikki Bella and... Carmella in a no disqualification match so I think Natty's probably going to get involved in that but then they also have Roadblock two weeks after that so you got Survivor Series then two weeks later you got TLC then two weeks later you got Roadblock which is a Raw pay-per-view and that will lead into the Royal Rumble which is in January. Alright they gotta
1: eliminate some of these pay-per-views. Too much. It's too much. And it's the
0: holiday season. They've got to. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) But uh, they got and then they had NXT the night before that so they've got. A whole lot of shows and a little bit of time. Then the next one after that is the Royal Rumble. So I'm always looking forward to that. That's
1: like my favorite pay-per-view. So yeah. Love the
0: Royal Rumble. Um, we have um, the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, which is going to come at you just about every two weeks, I think. Uh, holiday season, we might have a little bit of uh, a lull there because, you know, holidays are happening. Things are happening. Right. It's, it's dirty and it's ugly and it's food comas and it's presents and things like that. But the all-nighter party fighter, JT Moore, joined us in his 42-day... Uh, Rampage? Are you going to go further than forty-two days? Are you going to try to get some sleep? Always. You, goal, you just, so it ain't done. <laughs> <laughs> to keep going. The The J, the J Train does not stop. Nah, don't stop no, till I drop. See, we just got so many things <laughs> that we're just creating <laughs> yeah. for J T. Here. Um, I'll, but, I'll cut you all in on the profits. Okay. I can't. Thanks. I can't leave right. you all hanging. We got to do that. Yeah, and we like we like J T. More. We do. The all nighter. I like J T. More. Right? <laughs> yeah, I would hope. <laughs> you, you believe in J T. More. um and this has been a great podcast now this is something that i i hesitated to bring up before i wanted to do it at the end if you've gotten all the way through this podcast we appreciate it so last time on the podcast we had the show mr jones right Member of Supremacy. I know you're not a fan. Alright, so the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast went so far today with the All Nighter Party Fighter that we actually filled up the entire data card that we were using. Big Ugly stopped me right at the end of the last segment or the beginning of the next one. Big Ugly, what did we do? Uh, we talk too much. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you what happened. What happened, JT? You guys wanted more, and you got more.
1: That's what. <laughs> Look at
0: this man. Look at this man. You wanted more. You got more. I got love it. it. Mm. That's fantastic. Well, this is a little addendum. Is that the right word? Sure. sure. A little, sure. <laughs> little post. Sounds smart. We'll Google, we'll we'll Google, the, Google it later. Okay. Uh, to the podcast with JT Moore, the All Nighter Party Fighter and uh, Dirty Ugly Wrestling. So this is something I wanted to bring up, and perhaps. That's why our, our, our recorder stopped, because maybe they didn't want me to announce this, or maybe they didn't want me to bring this up. But this is why. Okay. So, in a couple of weeks, in December, at some point in time, uh, before the end of the year, we are going to have a guest on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Big Ugly, this is news for you, and JT Moore, this is, this is news for you, too. I'm all ears. Um, somebody has been breaking down my door, almost literally, Uh, contacting me even though I have him blocked on social media, blocked on my phone, Uh, finding ways to contact me through other sources, wanting to be on this podcast. Okay, It is somebody we've had on the podcast before. It is somebody who I'm not very happy with right now. And it's somebody who I'm hoping supremacy implodes. We talked about this earlier, JT. We hope supremacy implodes. And this is part of the reason why I'm hoping we can do this. We want to bring on... The Prince of Pop style, T.J. Uh, Sykes. The former EWA heavyweight champion. One of, he wants to be on this podcast. He has been begging, demanding to be on this podcast. So what do you think we should
1: do? He wants to spew his uh, supremacy propaganda? Is that what this is? I,
0: I don't think it's... I think it's because... You, you saw what happened uh, when he lost his championship to pound sign or hashtag Pat Anthony, as it were. Um, I, I think... He's a little bit. Lo- I, I think he's lost. I think he's he's trying to find his way back. I don't think you can ever find your way back from kicking somebody like Ray C. Hawkins in the face. Not deplorable. to mention that was deplorable. Not to
1: mention the voice of Maryland. The the voice of Maryland. The That's... mouth of Maryland.
0: Kicking me in the face as well. But I mean, I'm I can take it. I'll come back for him. That's fine. Ray C. Hawkins. That just that pissed me off too. But he wants to be on this podcast, and I, I don't know if it's talking about supremacy. I don't know if it's talking about whatever, but. I have security lined up that can come to the mansion. He wants to come to the mansion. Last time we had him on a phone interview, now he wants to come to the mansion and be on the podcast. I got security lined up. I know JT Moore will come around.
2: Oh, oh I'll be you there. Know. I'll be there. I can't I can't let you you know be defenseless against him. Yeah. I will say this though. I think this is just him being a desperate man trying to claw his way back to that championship by any means. So I mean he Don't used... let him use you as a as a jumping post to that, Mikey D. That's that's true. And you know, you know, you never need help. The J train's right down the street. The J train.
0: All J-train. you gotta
2: do is like call. I, I'll of... bring, I'll bring the whole
0: party with. You. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it happen. We'll make a day out of it. That's what we can do. So, uh, what do you what do you think, Big Ugly? This is your podcast. You know, I mean,
1: we this do our podcast. Yeah, but, yeah, we do this together. Yeah. Um, we I don't want to put J train. The J trains got our back. If we got always. security here in the mansion. We know that uh, neither one of us is going to get super kicked. I say we let them on. I say we let them on, just so that we can see how supremacy is imposing. And, and
0: that's one of the main reasons I'm thinking it's a good idea because I, supremacy in EWA pro wrestling is this you know big super mega group. But because hashtag Pet Anthony has won the championship and TJ has lost the championship, I'm very curious because we haven't heard or seen a lot of TJ uh recently not as bad as he was earlier in the summer when supremacy was kind of doing their thing so i want to know where his head at i want him to tell us and maybe he'll tell the world here on dirty ugly wrestling about ewa pro wrestling or about what he's you know does he have plans to get out of supremacy to get the championship back whatever it is I i want us to feel safe in this so you agree with this I am in full agreement. Let's do it.
2: Far be it for me to tell you gentlemen how to run your podcast, but I believe you're making a mistake. Like I said, you guys have been nothing but gracious to me, so I'm always going to have your back, but I just don't trust this guy. I, I, I wouldn't trust him with a 10-foot pole.
0: Yeah. So I, I don't trust him. I don't like him, but something about... Us doing this podcast, you know what I'm saying, and this is what people want to hear. This is what people want to know. And I'm a big fan of EWA Pro Wrestling, and I want EWA Country to know what's going on. Right. So I, I I know where you're coming from, and we appreciate your concern there, JT. Um, we're gonna think about it. We're gonna we're gonna consider it, and then somehow, some way, we're gonna have to. Uh, if this is gonna happen, we're gonna make sure that not only we're safe, but everybody uh, in and around the mansion is safe. All of the vehicles outside are safe. Um, nobody's going to get super kicked in, out, before, after. Um, and, you know, we're going to have to have him on lockdown. And we're going to have to have, you know, the local law enforcement not too far away as well. And like we be- Brizango, they, we- they are the fashion police. We've been invaded by supremacy before, but we will not get bullied on our show again. Is it, and this is one of the reasons, too. You're right. This is our show. He's asking... To come on. He, yes, he's demanding. Yes, he's being TJ. But he this is him saying, I want to be on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. So, I I don't know. I, I Big Ugly, you say yes. JT Moore, All Nighter Party Fighter, you say no. Negative. Can't trust him. I say, tune in next time to the Dirty Ugly. Make sure you're subscribed to this. Make sure you like this. Make sure you follow this. Press the like button please mash it yeah mash that down if your
2: screen does not break from you mashing the like (laughs) button you're doing it wrong
0: and because you know whatever goes on with the dirty ugly wrestling podcast next it's going to be for EWA pro wrestling for rage in a cage for pro wrestling in general and I I think that we're going to have a very interesting podcast next time uh you know will it be the prince of pop style TJ Sykes, will it be? I don't know. There's a lot of other people, as far as EWA pro wrestling goes, that want to be on this podcast, but something, something tells me that we need to hear what this man says. And uh, we got the J train on standby, so true, true. even if he might not agree with what we're doing, he'll be there for us. I, I can't, I can't
2: let you all be endangered. So you know, right. I'm just a phone call away.
0: That's right. And what we're going to have the phones, and we're going to have everybody on, you know, high alert here, just to make sure if it happens. So big ugly. You want a final thought this one out? Final thoughts. Come on. Come on. I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's his line. That's his line. He's got nothing. Hey, we want to thank you all for listening to Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast with our special guest, the all-nighter party fighter, JT Moore. It was a pleasure, gents. And uh, please share this when we put this up. Oh, absolutely. Uh, enjoy. You know, spread the good word of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling spread Podcast. It just like the cream cheese that we talked about at the beginning of the show, I knew it was going to come. Spreading it far, point. spreading it wide. Uh, it just keeps bad. growing, man. It just keeps spreading. Everything is just a "that's what she said" moment. Everything is, but uh, hey, enjoy pro wrestling and support independent pro wrestling. That's what we do. And thank you for the word as yeah. soon as uh, us liking us, sending comments, sending emails, and listening over and over again on SoundCloud and iTunes, right? Yes. We all, we also anywhere out there, we're Stitcher still... And Stitcher and TuneIn Radio. Stitcher and TuneIn Radio. Those are definitely places you can listen to us, too. So, without any further ado, this is the Dirty Yogi Wrestling Podcast, and on 3, 2, 1... Deuces! deuces. Peace. Peace out. Click that. I'm clicking it. Turn it off. I don't know how to turn this off. <laughs> See, you might have to edit this at the end. Nah, don't edit don't it. Edit don't this edit
2: this, this. This is, what this they is how we this is what the they pay
0: for. This is when you earn them paychecks. <laughs> These are the outtakes, so uh, we're out.